And a very good morning and welcome to the VFL Women's Match of the Day on WARFradio.com. That's WARFradio.com at the ground. Delay free on 89.1 FM and coming up on VFLW.TV from bounce down time at 9.30 a.m. We are finally here. A top of the table clash where at Box Hill City Oval, the second placed Hawks play host to the first place Bombers. I'm Peter Holden. Great to have your company on this very sunny Sunday morning. We're heading for a top of 21. Northerly winds of 15 degrees is forecast. Let's introduce our commentary team for today. First of all, I go to my immediate left, a man, of course, who was calling yesterday, Darabin and Geelong for the AFL.com.au stream. You heard him last week call the Hawks on a mammoth win over Port Melbourne. A very good morning to Brent Sternberg. Uh, good morning to you, Peter Holden, and to all our listeners out there. Beautiful day in Melbourne. Big game feel here at Box Hill City Oval. Look out. Biggest game of the season. 1v2. Finals just around the corner. We'll establish a flag favourite in a couple of hours, I reckon, Peter. A person that joined you at Northport Oval last week for that yes. game between Hawthorne and Port Melbourne. You hear him on the A3 podcast. You see he's writing on the Mungrel Putt website. A very good morning to Alex Dockett. Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. What a day we've got for us in, uh, in store for us. Uh, 1v2. The sun's shining. Oh, geez, let's dance, boys. Hey, we say boys, but hang oh. on. We've got a new member Hello. of the commentary team <laughs> here. We, we, we should, you're going to get thumped by her. She was a good footballer back in the day as well. So <laughs> you know, prepare for a bit of elbow treatment there in a moment's time. She, of course, won five premierships as a coach with the Darabin Falcons, was a coach in the under-18s in the NAB League boys competition with the Western Jets. She was also an assistant coach at Port Melbourne, development coach at St Kilda, including coaching St Kilda in both the AFLW and the VFL. W and just quietly was a handy off spinner on this very oval. A very good morning <laughs> to Peter Searle. Yeah, thanks, Peter. I'm, I'm glad you are. Uh, you know, remember my past performances in terms of a player, as as both as a footballer and a cricketer here. But uh, yeah, it's nice to be back here at uh, Box Hill City Oval. Bit early in the morning. Normally it was at the other end of the other end of the spectrum, but uh, we'll pick it up this morning. <laughs> We're in front of the social rooms, which is quality you might know very well here at Box Hill. I'm saying photos, photos, photos on the wall, champion player. But I need to ask you for a moment with your coach's hat on straight away, Peter Searle. How would you feel being a coach going into this game in a top-of-the-table clash, knowing that realistically, though, probably in a month's time, you're going to face off again anyway? Yeah, look, it's all about preparation, isn't it? Uh, each day, each, each game that you play, it's about what, what you can learn as a coach from your playing group and what your playing group can learn from each other and, uh, you know, how well that they can develop and grow and put together your game plan. So you don't really think too much ahead in what's happening in four weeks. But having said that, you know, you are mindful that it's 1v2, it's Essendon v Hawthorne, you're both expansion clubs. There, There is a little yeah. bit of that that goes on too. I mean, you, you, all of a sudden you've got this rivalry there um, as you're about to hit the main scene together. Uh, you know, I, I felt that with Richmond. It was always, oh, you know, yeah. we, we're going to beat Richmond. We're going to beat Richmond in the VFL. And I was dirty when we did it, but I was, that's okay. As long as I beat them in the AFL, they'll be, they'll be okay. <laughs> and I think at the time you inflicted their lowest ever score on them. So that's just a nice little uh, mark to put there. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got their own back this year. Oh, but yes. that's okay. Well, we've got plenty to get through on our pre-game show. Coming up at 8.50, we're going to be chatting to Essendon VFLW coach in Brendan Major. He made a point of reminding that to me, VFLW coach, because we threw at him quite a few AFLW questions last time. And also we'll be joined by Cherie O'Neill, VFLW coach at uh, Hawthorne. There's a bit to get through. Also as well, signing news, a number of VFLW listed players with AFLW experience have been upgraded to the AFLW list for Hawthorne and Essendon. That's coming up a little bit.
bit later on. But first of all, Brent, we're going to go through the round 12 scores so far. Let's begin at the AIA Centre on Saturday morning. I'll be honest, when I, when I looked at the sheet for the week about what games we could do, I instantly put a line through that game thinking, oh, geez, the poor Bulldogs are going to get pumped by the Pies who need percentage in their finals race. You know, this is going to be an awful game. Somebody didn't tell the Doggies that they were the winless side for the year. It was an incredible result. I mean, Collingwood ended up uh, getting home in the end, but I think the Bulldogs had a good couple of goal lead on them uh, early on. And we remember Collingwood, of course, coming into this weekend, coming off their win of the season, their best result. They went uh, out to Casey Fields where it's always difficult to win and in tricky and uh, typical awful conditions, got the win over the Demons. So went into this one with a, a uh, well, feeling really good about themselves. They were rocked early on, the Pies, weren't they? They're tracking yeah. towards the finals. I think they probably thought that this would be a, a bit of a walkover. But the Bulldogs have really sort of turned things around late in the season. We did them earlier this year against Port Melbourne and I pulled out the stat that up until that point of the season, they had had 16 scoring shots, scoring shots. And since then, I reckon they've had about twice that. They've really turned the corner, the Bulldogs. So it was Collingwood 5-6-36 in the end, beating the Bulldogs 4-2-26. So a 10-point win in the end for the Magpies. But, boy, they were made to earn it. And Alex Dockley, I know you're a dog supporter through and through. I mean, you probably would have gone in that game feeling a little sick. I mean, how can you explain the Bulldogs all of a sudden, finally, somehow, 12 rounds into the season, managed to switch it on for a game? Yeah, well, um, yeah, we spot on there, Peter. I walked headed into this game thinking, yeah, it's probably going to be another 10-goal smashing. But, oh, look, full credit to the girls. I think I've, I think that's they're, they're easily their best, uh, their best effort this year. And I think it just comes down to continuity now within the list. I mean... We called the, uh, the 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 Bulldogs Essendon game at the start of the year, and they were outgunned, outrun. They just lacked cohesiveness, and I think they found that uh, uh, yesterday against Collingwood. And now that now they've got you know maybe a couple a couple of weeks, maybe they can sneak home a win before the season's done. But uh, look, let's not let's not put too much expectations on them. This is just, it was yeah. just a great effort. Yep, Peter Searle. I mean, from from Collingwood's perspective. Are you alarmed to have such a close win against the bottom side just before the finals? Or do you just write it off? Look, this is just a one-off. Let's just put that behind us. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not a one-off and let's put it behind us. I mean, Bulldogs are, were obviously up for the physical challenge of the game. Yeah. And, you know, that's what you want going into finals is the physicality side of it. So to be able to have a game like that and, uh, you know, still come out on top is actually quite valuable. Let's have a look at other games as we move on to the afl.com.au game. Brent, you were there calling it along with Paul Sebastiani. Uh, the Geelong Cats doing a number there on the Darabin Falcons. Uh, that's a double whammy for Darabin because Darabin obviously needed a win to try and keep pace with Collingwood in that fight for six spot and also had their percentage damage. Yeah, they probably in their final three games, Darabin, we, we think, needed to win two of them. Mm. With all due respect, they come here to play Hawthorne next week. That's probably not going to be a win. And so they, and they play, I think, Port Melbourne uh, the next week. Under lights, which, I think, is it? Yeah, in yeah. the final round, which yeah. we thought we were going to give a tick to Darabin for that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that really was the one against the Cats that they uh, they really probably would have expected to be in that game. And they were. Geelong really blew this game uh, open in the second half. They did start well, the Cats. They kicked the first three goals. Paige Scott kicked a bag of five in this one, kicked two of their first three. The young lady uh, from the Geelong Falcons, who really dominated this year in the NAB League. Darabin probably really controlled in terms of overall disposal and the territory game through the middle parts. Uh, quarters two and three, but uh, yeah, in the end, they could only manage uh, three scoring shots. One goal, two in the end. Couldn't make the most of their opportunities, and the Cats, I think they had a four-goal final quarter to make the margin, uh, and the overall score looked a lot better in terms of uh, the, the Cats' favour. So another good win for the Cats, and they're another one on track for the finals, Geelong. And Peter Sill, of course, five 
Premierships there at the Darabin Football Club. I mean, as much as we're talking about a heavy loss for them, if we look at the season in the whole, uh, things were a lot brighter at Darabin after a rough couple of past years, particularly after, obviously, all that talent got posted and taken away to the AFLW. Yeah, they've really uh, structured up their coaching panel quite well. I mean, Kate Tindall's there as their senior coach. They've got um, mm. past players now as assistant coaches. Uh, and just to bring back that, I guess, that cultural feel of what it was like with Darabin in its successful years and trying to get back mm. to what those pillars were. Uh, and Kate's, you know, really driving that, doing a fantastic job. But it's great to, to hear Brent say that um, they won the, 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 the territory battle in, in terms of the stoppages because actually I was chatting to Kate yesterday and, and she said that that was an area that they would falling down and that they're going to focus on. So, you know, for them it was about, well, what could they achieve? And, and clearly they went into that game with that in mind and achieved that. And I have no doubt, sorry, uh, Peter Holden, I have no doubt that uh, Katie and, and the coaches spoke about that at quarter time because they were sort of beaten up in the first quarter. And, mm. uh, and, and credit as well to Nicole Callan, and she was the one in, yeah. the, in the coal face that really sort of turned the wheel uh, in, that, uh, in that second quarter. I, I thought they were actually terrific, Darabin. People will look at that scoreboard and think, oh, have another big loss. But they were, they were OK. Yeah. They were good value, the folks. 40, uh, uh, 43 time in possession is, yeah. you know, it's reasonable enough. And Peter, just a quick little sidebar to that, some news out of Darabin, of course, and just to show their serious commitment going forward to the VFLW, they actually advertised for a part-time general manager during the week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, in terms of, I guess, uh, the club, the board, um, you know, they, they actually hired an external person to do a bit of a review to give mm. them feedback of, you know, where to go, what's next. And, you know, Darabin's in a, in, a, in a situation where they've been a community club for so long and they're competing against professional clubs. Mm. Um, so how do they keep their strength, which is their community feel, but move into more of a business model? And by doing that, um, as you said, they're advertising for a general manager. Did you say general manager? For a general manager. Yeah, yeah. advertising for general manager will enable them to actually then go to market, make money, so they can invest back into the program. Let's continue our look through the games that were played uh, yesterday. Uh, Brent, obviously there was Port Melbourne and uh, Casey. Uh, unfortunately for Port Melbourne, the injury toll has caught up with them. Plus, of course, as we said, they lost Sophie Locke, who got taken by Hawthorne through the AFLW. Um, a number of players out. They are struggling this year. They were on the end of a Casey side that was looking to get back on the winner's board after being beaten by Collingwood the previous week. Yeah, they were disappointing, Casey, at home the week before. Don't forget, these two teams played in round one and Port were in a really strong position uh, at three-quarter time out there at Casey Field. And I think Casey ended up kicking... I think it was almost a five-goal to one last quarter or something. And that really sparked uh, the season that Casey have had as we see the Bombers girls come out for their warm-ups this morning, rearing to go and bringing their, uh, bringing their A game today. They've been disappointing, Port Melbourne. I know that we've had uh, some things go on there in the off-season in the coaching department and they've lost a lot of players. We were speaking about that before we come on air. But you look across the park and I know they've been hit by injuries, but they've still got some good personnel. Um, I expected more out of Port Melbourne, maybe not necessarily against Casey yesterday, but this season I think it's... It's been a season that I think, to, to be honest, they might be a bit happy to get to the end and burn and maybe try and head into next season with a little bit more momentum. Oh, with all due respect to um, to Port, I think the scoreline flattered them a little bit uh, from this game. I mean, 21 scoring shots from 47 inside 50s. It was a demolition job. Um, it probably should have been more. But I think that's a credit to the Casey and, and their football program and how they've and how they've gone about things this year. And, and as for Port Melbourne, well, we were there last week. We've seen we've seen the, the blood many, many kids come through. And uh, look, he's 
said last week, you know, it'll, it'll probably hold them in good stead for the, for the for the uh, the long term, but uh, in the short term, they're um they're they're in a world of pain. And we should say as well, just quickly on the demons, I know that they lost that surprise one to Collingwood. They were uh, much like Geelong, another team that actually had a few of their young players that went and played in that futures game. Talia Fellows, one in particular, who is probably Casey's most important player. So she come back. Uh, she played great, a good win for the Demons, and they needed to get back on the winners list. And in an absolute roller coaster at Point Jollybrand, Brent, I happen to be there to see it in person and call it North Melbourne by the skin of their teeth hung on to win by two points against the Seagulls. They've ha- had a pretty good second half to the season, Williamstown, haven't they? They're not pushovers. Yeah. They never really are at home, are they? It's always no. a tough, uh, tough place to go. I tuned into the second quarter, and I think each team had kicked three mm. goals, and I thought, oh, look at ding-dong battle at Downer Oval. Uh, did, did the right team win, Peter? You were there. I'd say no. I, 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 I would say, <laughs> as much as I tip, as much as I tip North Melbourne, <laughs> as much as I tip North Melbourne to win the game, and I tip them to win by four goals. How Wimstown dominated that second quarter, and how they played in the fourth quarter, they should have ran out with it in the end. The kick they thought was going to put them in front was end up ruled touched off the boot, and the way that North Melbourne got ahead was in the last. About 10 minutes, there was a run against play and Lana King for Wimsdown overran the football with being chased by two Kangaroos players who picked it up, got it to Skinner. Skinner kicked the goal. Um, so in the end, frightfully unlucky, Wimsdown. North Melbourne, as I said, Skinner there to keep their finals hopes alive. Uh, but the, the big talking point out of that game, uh, Peter Sell has been Britt Gibson, <laughs> AFLW player, been around in the system. She kicks three goals and plays the swing woman role, moving between full forward and full back. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes when you play at Williamstown with the wind going down one end, you know, you, you can have the luxury of moving, I guess, your most key important people to where the ball's going to be, so to speak. But, um, you know, ideally, you know, you'd like to have a team where you potentially don't need to do that, but to have those people yeah. in your team that can just play dual roles is, is so important. I mean, you spoke earlier about Nicole Carnahan for, for Darabin. Um, you know, you can put her inside, you can put her on the wing, you put mm. her on the back line, you can put her anywhere, anywhere. And it's not just what she brings to the role, and the same as Brit, it's not just what they bring to the role, it's what they bring to those around them mm. while they're performing that role becomes really valuable. I, th- I think you've, I think you were onto something saying that uh, North probably weren't the right team to win because Williamstown uh, were, were in front at halftime. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think... Look, looking at looking at how Williamstown have conducted themselves overall this season, they've been very competitive, and uh, and I think their their win loss record. I think they only won they've only won two games this year. It, it it's um it doesn't reflect on how they play. I I think every time you play Williamstown, you, you're going to get a contest. It's just a matter of how Williamstown play forward of centre and. We've seen them against Essen. They struggled. Uh, we've seen them against a lot of the a lot of the top sides that they've struggled. But against sides like North, who are who are pushing for finals, uh, against a side like say the Bulldogs, who they they've got a good record against, they, their best football is very very good. Peter, they're almost in the same boat with Darabin. It, it's a bit strange to compare them because as much as they're both quite unquote independent teams. Wimstown's got the pokies behind them. So let's talk about them. They're cashed up. They've got the money. There's no question about that. But, of course, how they've seen independence, they're not officially AFLW aligned with any side. And it seems to be the difference between Wimstown and Darabin of successfully reaching the top six, having that maybe three or four AFLW listed players or ex-AFLW talent that can kind of just push them over the line in the end. It's going to be really interesting to see how it unfolds over the next few years, isn't it, the competition, where it sits, um, what doesn't enable those types of clubs to be able to go and reach AFLW players, uh, are they able to come back and actually give back to the program and and to community footy, so to speak. So 
Yeah, but, you know, it's like comparing oranges and oranges, but it's not when you talk mm. about the pokies, uh, you know, Penny's full-time coach. They've got a full-time recruiter that works in both programs. Like, you know, you can't underestimate what resourcing can do mm. um, for a club. We might take this opportunity to take a break here on WARFradio.com. When we return on the other side of the break, we'll be catching up with Essendon VFLW coach Brendan Major. Oh, hi. I'm Maria from Sesame Street. And Elmer's Elmer. And we're here to talk about driveways. Driveways can be dangerous for children. Or little red monsters. So it's important for parents to always watch their children around them. Yeah, driveways are for cars, not for planes. That's right, Elmo. Play only in safe places away from driveways because people in cars may not see you. Uh, Elmo sees you, Maria. Tag, you're in. Oh, here I come, Elmo. <laughs> Remember, driveways are like roads. Always supervise, separate, and see. Learn more at kidsafevic.com.au. Hi, Kirk Pingilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Do you know what to do if you can't make it on election day? You may be able to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. All Australian citizens aged 18 years and over must vote. COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. Your vote will help shape Australia. To check early voting options and eligibility or to find your nearest polling place, go to aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner, Canberra. Life can be really tough when you or a close family member has cancer. But if you're 12 to 25, Canteen's in your corner. Canteen provides whatever practical and emotional support you need, from connecting you with other young people who get what you're going through, to helping you develop new skills to cope, and just bringing back some fun into your world. So if cancer's messing with your life, check out canteen.org.au. And remember, Canteen's in your corner. Storms are Australia's most costly natural disaster. Getting prepared now is the best way to protect people and to minimise damage to your property. Keep your gutters, downpipes and drains clear and stash any loose items in yards or on balconies. Too many trees and branches hanging too close to your house and keep your roof in good repair. For emergency help, call the SES on 132500. Indeed, it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day here on WARFradio.com. At the ground, delay-free on 89.1 FM. And vision coming up for you from 9.30am at Bounce Down Time via VFLW.tv. It's time, though, to start talking to the coaches. We've got, obviously, down on the boundary line, the head coach of Essendon in the VFLW, Dr. Brendan Major. Major, how are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Great to have you here, and I promise I will not ask you a question about <laughs> AFLW and resting players. Great. But I will, I will allude to one thing, though. Is the Windy Hill flu back at the Bombers? 12 players out through either illness or AFL health and safety protocols. Yeah, we had, uh, we had an interesting week around the club last week, so we were, we were lucky to get, it, get away with the results that we, that we did. 
Brendan, it's Brent Sternberg up here, mate. Well, well done on the season to date. I, I, want, I want to ask you, has there been anything uh, that you've sort of spoken to the girls about this week in terms of setting yourselves for the final three weeks and then into the finals? You've obviously got a really tough run, of course, with Hawthorne here today and then the Southern Saints who pushed you all the way earlier in the season and then Casey. Have you set yourselves for a big final three weeks of the season? Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So we've... We've been working for a long time towards a sort of a brand and a style and a DNA that, that we're happy with and we think can compete with the best sides. So uh, we're fortunate enough that we've got three really, really strong last rounds. So we get to test ourselves against really strong opposition uh, before we go into finals. So it's really exciting for us. G'day, Major. you got the doc here. I uh, appreciate your time this morning on uh, Wharf Radio. Um, obviously the game today. Massive one v two. What's your biggest uh, K, uh, KPI with Hawthorne uh, today? What are you What are you looking to try and uh, stop them from doing the most? Uh, I think when you're playing any good side, we want to attack from our front half. So making sure that we get on top in the midfield and get the ball forward and, and set up behind the ball, so we're not playing the game, we're not starting our attack from from the full back line, will go a long way to getting us the result that we want. Yeah, Brendan, uh, Peter Searle here. How are you going? Yeah, good. Yourself? Good, good. Um, so, you know, they've got uh, a few key matchups. Have you um, got any information for us about who you're going to play on, on tomorrow, Luke, and so forth? Yeah, so uh, Bella Air will go to Tam Luke to start of the game. So we're lucky. We've got a really balanced back line. Um, and basically any of the six matchups we're happy with. But Bella Air will start um, on Tam Luke. So that'll be a that'll be a great matchup. Two really really strong, physically strong, and good overhead footballers playing on each other. It's exciting to watch. Having a look at the uh, statistics during the week, Brendan, and it's uh, you two teams are very eerily similar in terms of how you like to go about things. What what do you do today in terms of trying to shut them down, doing anything, or is it really just we know that our system is good enough to beat anybody, and so we back that in. We don't care who the opposition is. Oh, I think it's a mix of both. So you're trying to you're trying to build a style that that matches up against really good sides. But each side's going to have strengths and weaknesses that you have to combat to get the game onto your terms. So Hawthorne are really strong overhead. So it's about making sure that we don't give them we don't give them uncontested marks. We, we pressure them in the air, get the ball on the ground, um, and then go to work. So it's a little bit different. The Hawks are a big football side. They move really well. They do move the ball really well. So you've got to you snap transition decisions. They've got to be really good. And, and Brendan, the uh, size of the ground, the width here, um, advantage for your side to run and carry and use the fat side? Yeah, I mean, we we as a, as a smaller football side, we're trying to do that most weeks anyway. So um, the ground probably suits us a little bit. It obviously suits them, their home ground. But um, there's nothing about the, the dimensions that really worry us today. It probably plays into our, our hands a little bit. Major, looking at the um, at the at the Hawks back line, we saw them last week. They're 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 a very good intercepting intercepting unit. How much emphasis is it on on your forwards this week to try and make them accountable? Oh, that's that's a huge emphasis for us. But that's an emphasis every week. So um, your connection between mids and forwards is a is a huge part of the game. So we've been working on that since the start of preseason. So. Um, it'll be really interesting to see if we can come out and uh, get the game on our terms because, as you said, they've got a really strong back line. It's physically big. Major, you've got another Nav League youngster coming through. What can you tell us about Drew Ryan? Oh, she's just a natural footballer. She's really good overhead, smart with the footy, competes really well. So 
it's exciting to have these NAB products come through colder and Bendigo and they're, they're ready to go as soon as they came in. So it's, it's a real testament to the, the NAB programs that are sending the players our way. Uh, it'll be exciting to watch her out there today. Before we let you go, Brendan, I have to ask you on a young lady that you've recruited. She's come in in her first year and made an absolute mockery of this league. You got her from the, I think, the Mooney Valley Footy Club, Amelia Radford. Can you talk us uh, through a bit, a bit about what she's added to the culture of the club and then also on field as well? Oh, Mills is an absolute jet. So she came in, sort of started the preseason and went about about it quietly and just built and built and built. And then when we got into games, she sort of flies under the radar a bit. There's some, some bigger name midfielders around her, but she week in, week out competes really hard and gets the ball. And when she's got it, she's so calm. So for someone who's only played a dozen games of football, she's actually fantastic to watch. And one last question before we let you go, Major. And Psych, I'm going to ask you an AFLW question, but it's a good news. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. It's a, good, it's a good news one. It was announced during the late in the week that four of your VFLW players have been upgraded to the AFLW list. Joe Doonan, Danny Marshall, Federica Fru, and Jordan Zanchetta. What does it mean for you personally and for the time that you and your staff have put into them to see them get upgraded? Uh, I think it's, it's just fantastic for everybody within the program. So... We talk about it a lot. Football is a, it's a team sport. We're not we're not individual athletes. We're not individual coaches. We like the we everything we do is an us mentality. So to see the the individual success of them being recognised, you know, within the club as as that caliber and quality of player, we know the quality of human beings that they are. So it's it's fantastic for them that they've done the work and got themselves into that position. But it's also a big pat on the back to all the players that trained with them, played with them, and pushed them and supported them. Um, since they got to the club. And that's, that's why we've seen the growth in the whole team that we have. Well, Dr. Brendan Major, thank you very much for joining us here during our wolfradio.com pregame show. And we wish you all the very best in this top of the table clash against the Hawks. Thanks very much. Good luck, Coach. Thank you very much to Brendan Major joining us on the line here on wolfradio.com. Business as usual for Brendan Major. 57th game in charge today. How about his overall record? 26 wins, 29 losses and that one draw. Quite incredible that that's so close to 50-50 when you think about how much the Bombers' dock struggled in the early years. Yeah, it, absolutely. And I think what they've, what they've managed to do is that, is that they've managed to build on, on what, what, sort of, what sort of foundation they had in, in past years. And it, it's good to see, it, is, it is good to see because, as, as we said before, you know, these two teams, they're, they're, in, the, um, they're in the AFLW nah, next season and... It's a big rivalry game, so you, you can see from how they're warming up at, at the moment, they are looking like it's all business. Yeah, and, and great for those four players to be uh, you know, drafted up to the, the AFLW team. It's really important uh, to have people from your VFL program come through because you know they've been in the system for four years, developing a culture, developing the Essendon way, uh, and they can now carry that through into the uh, AFLW side. And faith in Brendan Major as well because let, let's not underestimate, in the first season that he coached Essendon, and this is comparing the two clubs, 2018, Hawthorne won the, VW, won the VFLW premiership here with Paddy Hill coaching them. At the same time, on the same trajectory, when we think about going forward to the AFLW, Essendon finished last with one win. And we're all kind of worried going, oops, could Major be one and done out the door, finishing with the wooden spoon. Essendon kept him in the role. They just missed out in the finals in 2019. 2020, obviously, a a wipeout. Made the preliminary last year. And at the moment, today, the opportunity to cement the minor premiership. There's something to be said, Peter, in terms of continuity, in terms of your coaching structure, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think 
the good thing about Essendon is is they've known they've got time, so they've been mm. patient and they've yeah. been patient with having the right people around them and then building the support for that. Um, to, that's enabled their program to grow and develop, so they can get to where they are today. Yeah, spot on. I I think it's it's, it's a true testament to Essendon and how committed they are to this program by keeping Major on board. As you said, Peter, they, they finished last, could have easily have, have, have thrown him out the door and replaced him with somebody else, but they kept him on board because I reckon. Because look, uh, you could you can see that the sort of you can see it in, in over the years that the that the system that he has and and the people that he's managed to pit, put around him in terms of the coaching structure and and the playing group, it's worked because they're here and they're and they're you know they're one of the top two sides in the VFLW. They've got a good they've got a good you know foundation put together in the, in terms of the AFLW list. So the, it's it you know you have got to give full props to Essendon for um for sticking by for sticking by Brendan Major here. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on WARFradio.com. When we return, hopefully we'll have the coach of Hawthorne, Cherie O'Neill, to chat to us. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still by downloading the free Turnback Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turnback Time Radio, great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. Hi, I'm Vanessa Lowe, long jump gold medalist and world record holder. When I was 15, I was waiting to catch my train. In a split second, my life changed. As the train arrived, the crowd surged forward. I was too close to the platform edge, lost my balance and fell into the path of the oncoming train. I was in a coma for two weeks and it took two years to walk again. So please, stand back, look up and stay rail safe. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. Do you know what to do if you can't make it on election day? You may be able to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. All Australian citizens aged 18 years and over must vote. COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. Your vote will help shape Australia. To check early voting options and eligibility or to find your nearest polling place, go to aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner Canberra. On WARFradio.com and at the ground delay free on 89.1 FM. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. We're counting down to 9.30am for our bounce down to the top of the table clash. Hawthorne and Essendon. You have got Peter Holden, Brent Sternberg, Alex Stockerty and Peter Searle with you here at Box Hill City Oval. And we've now got on the line a special guest. She is, of course, the coach of Hawthorne in the VFLW. A very good morning to Sheree O'Neill. Good morning. Thanks for having me. 
Great to have you on the line. And personally, how are you feeling? I know a couple of weeks ago you had that big game against Casey. Now the Bombers, in a game that could possibly decide the minor premiership and home ground advantage in the finals. Yeah, look, I must admit, we're a little bit of nerves there. But uh, ultimately, I think uh, I back our girls and I back our game and our structures. So I think uh, it'll be a really great test today. Hey, Shreya, it's Brent Sternberg up here. I asked you last week about... Uh, getting the playing group up for uh, not so much games like this, but more so games uh, last week with Port Melbourne where you're obviously expected to win and you, and you did a good job and, and you move on. H- how has the group been during the week? Obviously, you signed a couple of ladies to your AFLW list, so I imagine that would have added to the morale of the place. Yeah, absolutely. It's always nice to get a few of them drafted. and um, Yeah, so uh, the, the group's up and about and they're really supportive. We've got a lot of NAB um, girls coming in too, so a lot of the young ones uh, keep us on our toes, and it's really good to see them getting a chance to play as well. G'day, Sheree. you got the doc here. Appreciate your time on uh, Wolf Radio this morning. Um, I'm looking at the midfield battle at the, uh, at the moment, and I think that's probably where this game's going to be won and lost. Uh, is, is, that, is, that where you see, is that where you see the game? I think so. I think it's definitely an important um, part of it. Uh, I think back line, forward line, very solid, but as you say, that midfield's crucial, needs to get a quick start and winning out of the middle. Yeah, absolutely crucial, but, uh, you know, you've got a pretty competent back line, so uh, rebounding um, from the back lines, you know, could be quite an advantage for you too, Cherie. Hey, Cherie, it's Peter Sewell here. Uh, first year in, in the job, uh, sitting on top there. You must be thinking this this uh, coaching gig's pretty easy. <laughs> Far from it. Not at all. It's been extremely challenging. Um, uh, well, and, and, and what have been the challenges then, I guess, Cherie? Um... Well, I suppose like every team, we've got the challenges of COVID, so we've got a lot of players in and out. And then, of course, we've got players drafted now, and we've made the call not to play those um, girls, so we've been losing girls as we go. So we've started off with a very, very strong um, side, but we're just lucky we've got the depth, so it's given great opportunity for a couple of these other girls to really step up and be noticed as well. So uh, just selections and keeping morale up, as you say, in regards to that, and then trying a few of these younger Nablik girls, which is really great to see. So it's exciting. A few changes from uh, last week's side. Uh, one of them uh, is Jess Trend, officially reported as an injury. Was that a case of just maybe the knee didn't pull up okay after the, the, the first game back, or was it just another unrelated injury? Another unrelated injury, and just from probably being back on the ground. So very, very precautionary, just giving her that chance and just want her to be right and get the body right and uh, have faith in uh, but that knee's fine, just other, other injuries. Sheree, I want to ask you about a young lady who made her debut last week. We were very impressed by her, but only after she came off injured, it was Charlie Granfield looked like she might have to have her one of her legs amputated. She came off, I think, in the second quarter, and then, like Lazarus, she returned and kicked a couple of goals, including an absolute freak goal, probably the goal of the day. We were very impressed by Charlie. Did you use her this week as an example of perseverance and, and resilience from you know, a sort of broader uh, team? philosophy? A young girl could come off with such an injury and then she just soldiered on and um, yeah, I really thought that we'd lost her from the rotations and then didn't expect a lot from her when she got back out there and yeah, she absolutely created something from nothing so she's uh, been a real good, uh, I suppose, example of uh, how to carry on and just get on with the job. I suppose another player as well, uh, Sheree, that I really want to look at is uh, Christy Stratton. Obviously picked her up from, yep. from Collingwood, spent a lot of time playing in the midfield in the VFLW last year, playing more forward this year. How impressed have you been by her forward craft? The forward craft's been amazing. She creates something from nothing. She gives us a really good 
defensive pressure down forward. Um, so, yeah, just her knowledge of the game and her ability to read the ball has, has been second to none down in our forward line and creates good leadership for us down there. Yeah, Sheree, uh, possibly a hard question, a bit of self-reflection with this one, but um, seeing as your first year in, in the job, what, what is it that you have brought to, to the club that's really made a difference um, to the way that they're performing? Uh, I've really tried to build relationships and get culture, and I think it's really important with a, a new AFLW team coming in to keep these girls focused. And, yeah, so my number one priority is, is the VFLW and keeping these girls focused on the season that lies ahead and it's great having others picked up but um, yeah just creating that unity and a bit of culture so trying to have a bit of fun as we go along the way and just keeping the keeping it simple to fundamentals and structures. Yeah and, and have you got some great leaders in terms of Tamara Luke to, to help you with that? Absolutely our leadership has been fantastic um, some great players there and as you say some AFLW players that have just brought that leadership to the group and really uh, good unity. Sheree, you're coming up against a bomber side that's got a loaded midfield with with Nanscorn and Radford and, and Dune. And do you look at trying to maybe tag one of them to try and take them out of the game, or do you just have to go one on one in this uh, battle and just hope that your player wins out best? Um, we're going one on one. We're definitely going to pay her some attention and give her the respect she deserves. Um, but ultimately, as I was saying to my girls earlier on, I back our one on ones. These girls are doing a great job this year, so. I feel like uh, they're definitely ready for the challenge. Cherie, how, how do you stop the um, the Essendon forward line? I think it's probably probably the best forward line in the comp at the moment. Uh, with, with your mm-hmm. with your side, a very close second. But how do you how do you go about trying to stop stop that uh, star power? Um, as Peter said, like our backline's quite dynamic, so I trust our backline to uh, be aggressive and uh, really be accountable. But uh, yeah, I think our back line's uh, quite, been quite strong. It's probably been one of our strongest uh, areas across the ground. So I back them in to get the job done today with bad accountability one-on-one. And one last question from us, uh, Cherie. Uh, obviously a validation of your coaching, uh, having Tegan Cunningham, ex-AFLW experience, but finding some good form here in the VFLW as well as Eliza Shannon has been through the VFLW a bit, finally getting an upgrade, both of them, to the AFLW list. Yeah, very well deserved. Again, Tegan's brought some great leadership into that centre, into the midfield. So, um, yeah, it's great to see her get another opportunity. And Eliza Shannon's just very dynamic and versatile. We've played her off the back flank and um, down forward when we've needed that forward movement. So she's uh, that versatility is key for her. She's quite aggressive towards the ball. So, yeah, very happy for both of them. Well, Cherie, thank you very much for joining us here on the pregame show on wolfradio.com. We wish you and the Hawks all the very best today against the Bombers in this top-of-the-table clash. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. It's Cherie O'Neill joining us here on the pregame show on wharfradio.com and also at the Grand Delay Free on 89.1 FM and coming up soon on vflw.tv. I guess we ask everyone here, could you pick up any notes from any of the players? Do you think, apart from the coaches, do you think any one of them might think they have the edge over the other? Very hard to, to really um, to really get a gauge. From my, from my perspective anyway, um, I'll get your thoughts, Peter, uh, shortly. But I think... There's a genuine sense of let's go one on one and see where we go from there. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously the um the matchup, the matchup with Tamara Luke is going to be good. Um, I, I, she was the best player on the ground for the for Hawthorne last week. We were there, uh, Peter. But the way she covers the ground, her marking hands, her um her ability to pick the right options, she's a she's a first class player. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I used to uh, coach against Hawthorne, I was like, oh, my God, who do I match up against Tam Luke? Like, I, f I felt like I had, you know, maybe Phoebe covered and, and Perk over, and then there was Tam. I was like, you know, because she's just got the ability to just you know win a game off her own back um just the way that she reads the ball so early um her body works fantastic uh yeah and you know she's she's a really thinking footballer she understands her iq's there and she's got the, the skill and the, and the physicality to go with it so um yeah top class person the coaches speak both so confidently mm. they're going to back their girls in and so they should they've lost one game between them all season finals just around the corner so they should be confident Really, shouldn't they? Do, do you almost pick up a vibe from them of whatever will be will be today, but we know we'll see you in again in about yep. three or four weeks. Yeah, well, no, it's not. Well, yeah, well, it's not the end of the world if if, yeah, yeah. if if one side loses. I mean, these are clearly the best two teams in the competition, and whoever loses will still probably be of the belief that yeah, we, our best football can definitely match them. And we've seen, I've I've seen a few Hawthorne games. I've seen quite a few Essendon games this year. That this will be, this could be, this should be a grandstand finish today. That's what we're looking forward to here on WolfRadio.com. Coming up in 15 minutes' time is bounce down. We'll take a quick break. We'll return on the other side of the break. We'll talk about those players that were upgraded to the AFLW list, and as well a couple of coaches that Peter know very well, Natalie Wood and Lauren Arnell, also getting their go now at AFLW level. That's coming up right after this. No matter what your age, most of us play sport when we were young, and there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into the corner or even give up your chosen sport, and that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate or an official. These are things that make sports so painful for so many kids, and the time has come to stop it. I'm Usman Kawaja from the Australian cricket team. My message is a simple one. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport. Find out more at playbytherules.net. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos, and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. Stroke can happen to anybody at any age. The best way to help someone is to learn the signs of stroke and know how to act fast. F is for face. Has their face drooped? A is for arms. Can they lift both arms? S is for speech. Is their speech slurred? Do they understand you? T is for time. Call triple zero. Time is critical. If you see any of these symptoms, act fast. Learn the signs of stroke and you could save a life. Go to strokefoundation.org.au forward slash fast to find out more. Victoria's Tramway Heritage is on show at the Bylands Tramway Heritage Centre. Our displays of Victoria's cable cars, electric trams and heritage buses help you to appreciate street public transport development. Experience another time at the Heritage Tramway Museum at Bylands. We're just off the Northern Highway at Bylands near Kilmore. Visit the website tramway.org.au to find out more. We look forward to seeing you again. We'd like to show you what's dangerous about Australian rivers, but we can't. You can't see ice-cold water, snags like tree branches or strong currents, but they can be lethal. Although our rivers are beautiful, more Australians drown here than anywhere else. So please, wear a life jacket, avoid alcohol around water, never swim alone and learn how to save a life. It's simple. Respect the river. 
For more information, visit royallifesaving.com.au forward slash respect the river. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. If you've come home to find your property has been damaged, call 131 444. If you've had something stolen from your car, call 131 444. If you've lost something or found something valuable, call 131 444. If you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, call 131 444. When you need the police but not the sirens, call 131 444. For more information and for online reporting, visit police.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five. Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. G'day, I'm Michael Caton. The Australian Conservation Foundation's Green Home Program is all about saving our environment. A low-flow showerhead will save 10 litres. No showering at all will save 20. So when any of my active friends are a bit on the nose, I never judge them but thank them for doing their bit to save water. For more information, go to www.acfonline.org.au slash greenhome and take action for our future generations. That's acfonline.org.au slash green home. It's women's Aussie rules They're doing what they love They're fast and tough Don't mess with them Cause they can get rough Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the match? It's the call of the game It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day It's the VFL Women's Live from Box Hill City Oval, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day on WARFradio.com on 89.1 FM at the ground, delay free. And coming up at 9.25am on the dot on VFLW.TV for those that do want to join us then. And we've been reliably told they're trying to sort the battery issue out with the camera. If at any stage the video feed drops, don't worry, we've still got you covered on WARFradio.com with the live radio call. Peter Holden, Brent Sturby, Alex Stockerty, Peter Searle with you here at uh, Box Hill City Oval. Peter, I need to ask about two women you know very well. First of all, we might as well start with Essendon since they're playing today. They have their AFLW coach appointed about two months ago now in Natalie Wood, originally at Melbourne Uni, then came across to the Darren Falcons. You would have seen also coaching at your time with the Victorian side. What insight can you give us into the personality of Nat Wood and what we could possibly expect of her as Essendon AFLW coach? Yeah, well, well Nat uh, and, and similarly to, to Loz both have teaching backgrounds. Um, yeah. So, you know, their, their ability to connect and to relate to people is, is outstanding. What I really like about Nat's journey is um, she's actually been at a couple of different clubs. Mm. Um, you know, obviously Melbourne Uni and then Darabin as, as a player. I mean, mm. the different types of environments you go to, the more you pick up and mm. learn on, on what works for you, what doesn't work for you, um, you know, you, you 
get that piece of tool and put it in your toolkit, you might throw this something else out. And then the fact that she spent a couple of years at Geelong uh, under Hoodie and then over at the Bulldogs, and now she's at Essendon, and she, you know, she's going to be very well supported there in terms of, you know, uh, what what they can offer her in a men's program in terms of IP as well. I, I just think it's it's a really fantastic mix to be able to have all that, um, I guess, knowledge to be able to go in and say, okay, well, this is this is what. I, this is what I want. This is the way we want to play, and her ability to connect with with you know the younger people these days is outstanding. So um, I think that's a great choice. She's had a great pathway into it, and uh, you know Nat is extremely intelligent. Is able to see the game, read the game. Um, so yeah, she'll be fantastic. With Port Adelaide coach Lauren Arnell, many know her through the AFLW system, of course, the inaugural captain at Carlton before going to Brisbane Lions, winning a premiership there, coaching in the academy program. But of course, playing days, 10 flags there at the Darabin Falcons. And then you brought her across for half a season at the Southern Saints first year. I remember calling one of those games, we commentated saying, Lauren Arnell's almost acting like an on field coach. Yeah, well, you know, that is Lawrence. Like, her, her knowledge uh, and her ability to read the game is outstanding. I mean, you've heard it in, in the way that she commentates the game. And, you know, I guess that's that's the difference between her trajectory into the coach and, and Nat's trajectory. Nat's gone through the traditional coaching pathway, and whereas Lawrence, she's come from a player but has done a lot of media work and, and has really gained, I guess, respect because of her, you know, her ability to be able to do that extremely well and has landed at uh, Port Adelaide. But, you know, the thing about Loz uh, is, you know, 10 premierships she's been involved in. She, she, she's all about high performance, um, you know, and she really knows what that looks like. And uh, Loz also, is, she, she's okay to be vulnerable. You know, she, she, she'll reach out and she'll lean on people that she needs to lean on to make sure that she's getting all the right information so that she can grow to be the best person that she can be. And she's going to be fantastic for the group up there. Just quietly, when she did retire, you didn't pick up the phone and say, come on, your mum was playing at 69. What are you doing retiring now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's pretty proud of that, isn't she? <laughs> you know, now, well, look, one thing about Loz is, you know, um, she's pretty sure of herself and she's really sure about the decisions she made and, and she wouldn't have come to that decision unless it was really time for her and, and to finish the way that she did uh, with a flag uh, is real testament uh, to her her work ethic because you know she had, she had to get back on that track and, and really work hard to uh, you know not only just be at AFLW level but be at AFLW level as an elite player for a long period of time uh, is a real testament to herself. Let's talk about AFLW players now and uh, the VFLW players that got up, upgraded to the AFLW. I'll begin with you, Alex Stockerty, and first of all with Hawthorns. We're chatting with Sharia O'Neill about earlier. Teagan Cunningham went through the system uh, at Melbourne, came in in their second season, originally coming across from basketball, played as their forward with them, essentially got squeezed out of Melbourne by the Taylor Harris trade with Taylor Harris coming in. She, quote-unquote, retired, then unretired, and the theory behind that is she went into the last draft and by doing so, that allowed, when she wasn't picked up, Hawthorne to do the pre-signing. So she didn't have to go through this year's draft. So Hawthorne now have her on the books. Plus Eliza Shannon, who's come through the VFLW system. A couple of handy additions. As we said, more so Cunningham, who will give them that ruck height in the middle of the ground. Yeah, well, now, now that, the more you think about it now, the more it makes sense uh, with Tegan Cunningham nominating for the draft last year. But it's a, it's a fantastic pickup because, look, I think... She still has something to offer at AFLW level, Tegan Cunningham. Whether it's whether it's as a key forward or whether or not it's as a ruck. I thought I thought last week when she played ruck, she was good. She competed well in the air. 
Um, in terms of Eliza Shannon, I, I think it's a, it's a good it's a good it's a good pickup because she's in her early twenties. She can still she still has a lot of time to grow and a lot of time to to build herself into a good system at Hawthorne. So I, I like what Hawthorne have done. And Peter, with the Essendon uh, list, uh, they've upgraded four players. We'll talk about three of them who all have ex uh, AFLW experience. I had to bring up one for you, Danielle Marshall, because her first kick in football was a goal, unfortunately, against your Saints at Moorabbin uh, in that game back in 2020. Uh, she, of course, was a forward now, getting her time in the back line. She gets her chance. We've also got in there Joanne Doonan, an Irish woman who was originally on the Carlton list, didn't come back to Australia after that season because of, the, of COVID and all the restrictions around that. And then Jordan Zanchetta, who's been known around in footy circles for quite a long time out of Queensland and playing at the Brisbane Lions. Three of them uh, getting the opportunity again. In fact, I saw the stat from Sarah Black. Out of Essendon signing so far for the AFLW list, nine of the 11 have AFLW experience. Yeah, it's a pretty important stat, isn't it? Because um, they'll be able to go into the competition uh, with that, like you said, with that experience. It's really, you know, when, when there's a big jump. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, the big jump between what it looks like at VFL level and what it looks at, at AFLW level, but not just the game, but the commitment, the requirement, the, the, the um, pressure, etc. So to be able to have, you know, half your team that has been able to absorb that pressure and grow from it is going to be really important for the younger people coming through in their team. And Alex, the league-leading goal kicker, Federica Fru, 27 goals so far. She got an AFLW contract. Yeah, well, uh, just quietly, I've been campaigning for um, Essendon to give her a contract because she's been sensational. She's been, yeah, well, easily the best goal kicker this year, 27 goals. Um, she leads well. She She's a, she's a uh, sure, uh, sure set shot. Try saying that five times fast. Um, and... The, it gives it gives Essen another another good forward option. Obviously, they, they've got they've already got themselves quite a few good options up forward. Bonnie too good. Caitlin Sargent's been doing good things at, at the Western Jets this year. You can even float a player like Georgia G down there in in, in the forward line as well. So, Essen have got themselves a really good forward line at, at the moment at AFLW. Hello to those that are joining us on VFLW.TV. You are listening to the WARFradio.com commentary of Hawthorne versus Essendon. Second versus first at Box Hill City Oval. Peter Holden, Brent Sternberg, Alex Doherty and five-time Premiership coach for the Darabin Falcons. Peter Searle joining us. Before sides get into position, Brent Sternberg, ins and outs for today. Yeah, just quickly, four changes for the Hawks. So Jess Trend goes out after making her return last week. Tegan Cunningham, Eliza Shannon and Lisa Costella out as well. Coming in, Kristen Hay, Nadia Von Birdo, youngster Jade Hutchinson and Olivia Ma. Four changes also for the Bombers that defeated Darabin last week. Eleanor Cornish, Lauren Caruso and Olivia Manfrey, they all go back into the emergencies. Tegan Williams goes out as well and coming in for the Bombers, Mariana Anthony, Alex Morecambe, Elizabeth Hosking and former Brisbane Lion and Carlton AFLW listed player Bella Eyre as well as we're just about set to go. Essendon won the toss and they're kicking to the White Horse end of the road. White Horse Road end, scoreboard end and kicking towards I guess almost the Eastern Freeway end if you Keep driving north. That is the left of screen. We're just about ready to get underway. And to lead us off, here's your lead commentator in Brent Sternberg. So here we go then. 80 minutes of football. 
to decide a VFLW front runner with finals just around the corner. Four quarters of football from Box Hill City Oval and let the cards fall where they may. Simone Nolder and Tamara Luke into the ruck. In fact, it's Perrett who won it straight down to Mifsud who goes bursting out of the middle. Gave a handball to Curry. Hawthorne into attack quickly and Luke with the strong hands in front clucks it. And how about that for a start for the Hawks? The captain's going to line up for an early shot at goal. Alex Doherty. What a burst out of the midfield by uh, Jordan Mifsud and, and, and there's the matchup that uh, there's the matchup that Major said pre-game. It was uh, Bella Air on Tamara Luke. Good hands early. Yeah. Didn't hit the scoreboard last week, the skipper. Right in front, 30 out. Looks okay. She just tugged it away to the left hash she has. And the first score of the morning goes the way of the Hawks. It's a minor one. One behind Hawthorne Essendon yet to score. They're looking good early on, the ladies in brown and gold. Yeah, Tam Luke just managed to get front position uh, as the ball dropped, and gee, that's a hard one to defend. Danielle Marshall will bring in the ball from full back. Alex to stay wide and find Isabella Air in the back pocket. Broadcast side of the ground here at Box Hill City Oval. Excellent crowd, about 400 in so far. Going with a kick up the line, works out okay. Managing to spot up on this occasion, uh, Amelia Radford. Still in defence. 35 metres out from defensive goal. Likes to stay on the broadcast side wing. Long high kick looking for Nelda. Went through her hands. At the back was Frederica Fru. Couldn't find her. Fru has actually pushed up the ground rather early in this contest. Mariana Anthony immediately put into the ground by Talia Meyer. Umpire comes in and says no per opportunity. And we'll call for a ball up right in front of the scaffolding. For those watching on VFLW.tv, the camera in a different position today due to Channel 7 they're having the main scaffolding for which they'll have the men's game uh, afterwards. Umpire's blown the whistle and said lasso, Ooh. free kick. And it's going the way of the Hawks and they'll have it uh, right in front of the Essendon coaches bench. It's going to be brought in by Isabel Porter who was one of their very best last week. She wobbles one down towards half forward. That's going to run out of play. And did it go inside 50? It did. And so the umpire says, throw it in. And this is the sixth matchup between the two. Hawthorne lead the head 3-2, although Essendon did beat the Hawks twice last year, including here at Box Hill City Oval. Ball in 50 around. Luke into the ruck that time for the Hawks. Won it down. Dune couldn't pick it up. Fed a handball out. The Bombers will bring it out of there. Radford trying to get here through to touch it. More than anything to try and keep it out from going lasso. That's the, the did other, her job. Sorry, Peter. That's right. That's the other value of Tam Luke. You know, her ability to ruck in the forward line. That gives you the protection down the line for the exit ball. So ball in just forward of centre wing on the broadcast side of the ground. Nelder and Perrett. Perrett got the better of it. Maybe just dragged off it there, Curry. And then maybe fallen in the back of. Umpire says nothing. And now she's going to say holding the ball. That's a little bit of a tough call coming early on here. A free kick going the Bombers' way to be taken right on centre wing. And this is the newly AFLW signed Joanne Doonan looking for the captain, Nan Scorn, who's been bundled out of it well there by Porter. Finds herself back on the bottom of the pack, Georgia Nan Scorn, and now she's going to be pinged. And a free kick goes Hawthorne's way for holding the ball to be taken by Izzy Curry. Yeah, they're red hot on that uh, this morning, the umpires. I like it. They were red hot on it yesterday as well. Winchtown Geelong consistent both, pardon me, with Winchtown North Melbourne consistent both ways. Izzy Curry goes long towards the half-forward flank position. Getting in their third player in the contest is Stratton all wrapped up. Trying to find in there Marianne Anthony and the umpire will take the football back and call for a ball up. It's about on the paint, 50 metres out from the Hawthorne goal. Attacking to left of screen for those watching on VFLW.TV. Just slapped it over the head there was Perrett straight into a contest. Umpire says that's a stalemate. And we'll call for another ball up. It's very much one-on-one -on -one at the moment. And if I was in the Hawthorne forward line having one-on-ones, I'd be pretty happy with that setup. Now taking the football out is Radford immediately brought to ground as she tried to get the hand pass away. The umpire says that is actually a throw and it'll be a free kick going the way of Sarah Perrett. So Perrett has the football, looking for some options. 
The hot spot's a bit open if the Hawks want to lead on into it, or they swing to the pocket. Perrett thought about the pocket, now goes towards the hot spot, 35 metres out from goal. Strong mark for the Bombers back there. Taken by Isabella Air. Hesitant and got called to play on Luke. Coming Ooh. at her. Has to go with a little Texas wedge kick. Works out okay to Eugle. Eugle helped the footy. Had Marshall running on by. Elected not to hand pass to her. Eugle in front of the cricket nets. Will now swing around on the right boot. Go towards the half forward flank on the uh, half back flank on the outer side of the ground. Good mark taken from the Bombers. Mirai Clifford's worked up the ground. Looking for some options. Alex to go out towards centre wing. Just playing the line and playing close towards the boundary line. Dicker chasing after the football. Got company going with her. Ball stayed in. Going to lay the tackle is Ainsley Camp. And the umpire says no proper opportunity and will call for a ball up. Alex Doherty. Yeah, well, it looks... Well, the Bombers are trying to play wide at the moment. The Hawthorne have set up very, very well uh, coming out of that defensive... Fi- coming out of that forward 50. So... It's very, very good. It's a good start by the Hawks. I like it. Davies from the stoppage looking for Yuga with the handball. She just couldn't quite gather it cleanly. And now as a result, she's found herself on the bottom of the pack. And the umpire will come in to ball it up. Just forward of the wing on the outer side. Hawthorne one behind. Lead Essendon no score. Nearly five minutes gone here in the opening quarter. Round 12 VFLW action. Really nice clearance there. One by Doonan. Just through the hands of the Hawks player at half back. It's well done by Hay who come back into the side today for the Hawks. Kick into the middle of the ground where there's a genuine one-on-one. Hawthorne will get a free kick for holding on. It was Mariana Anthony. Just a little bit uh, too keen to get a tackle in there. It's free like- kick goes, sorry Peter, to Talia Meyer. Talia Meyer rather. Luke couldn't take the mark. Essendon now with the numbers. Nicole Julian heard the voice of her teammate. Tried to get it there to the fresh princess of Ballarat. She's coughed it up. Straight to Abby Holmes and now to Olivia Ma in board. Hawthorne might be a chance now to go forward through the big ruck woman, Sarah Pettit. Barrett now with the football in the middle of the ground. Alexa go wide towards the centre wing broadcast side. Had a player with space and that is Porter. Porter with the football, thinking about her options. Elects to get going around Clifford on the mark and kick it inside kick. 50. That is very well weighted. And getting on the end of that is Abby Holmes. 2017 Adelaide Crows AFLW Premiership player. Elects to go on quickly with a little kick and it finds Tamara Luke, who had heaps of space and took a mark and will be lining up for goal 45, 45 metres out, 45 degree angle. Let's get some thoughts from Peter Searle. Yeah, it was just quicker ball movement then into the forward line um, and enabled um, Tam Luke to actually work into the space. And Tamara Luke elects to work sideways. Oh, ball drop. The umpire says not infringed with as Courtney Eugle goes in there. And now the umpire says going nowhere. We'll ask for the football back and we'll call for a ball up 30 metres out from the Hawks goal. Well, the last couple of kicks, uh, I think I think Hawthorne have been allowed too much space. So it's been it's been tremendous ball movement. And, and, and look, I, I like the unselfishness there from Tamara Luke. Olivia Ma limping away from that contest. And she's gone down again just off the ball. The trainer making her way out to where there's a free kick. Pulled out here for the Bombers. Air, oh, just kicked it over the head of Doonan. And now Hawthorne might be let in. Coming across Clifford. Went straight past the ball and went at the player. It's picked up now by Richardson. And a bounce up here for McRae. She went off the deck instead and almost hit the injured player. Mara is trying to come off the ground. Now Nalda right on the last line of defence for the Bombers. Little handball. Looking for a teammate. Can they get out of here, the Dons? The ball's in dispute. Right on the deck. It's picked up there by McRae, who has a flying shot at goal and just missing to the left-hand side. And so a second minor score for the Hawks. Two behinds they are. The Bombers yet to score. Alex Doherty. Yeah, we're well, looking at Mark coming off the bench there. She's not putting any pressure on that on that right foot of hers. So that, that they look like they could be down one early here, the Hawks. 
And that's not going to be good in this top of the table clash where pressure's going to be everything and who's got the juice to go the distance. Radford took the mark now, looks for Nanscorn sliding on her knees and takes the mark. The Bombers go captain on the 50 metre paint in the defensive end of the ground. Alexa works sideways, finding Courtney Eugle. Eugle, 50 VFLW games for her today. Originally played State League football back in WA with Swan Districts. Now kicks it up towards centre wing, was looking for Radford. Ball past her. Ball slapped around there, courtesy of Caitlin Cox. Hawks ball though. Parrott now going to try and square it up. Just forward of the centre circles. Getting in to take the mark though is Hutchinson. Jade Hutchinson looking for some options. Patient with the footy. Goes inside 50. Short of Holmes, the intended target. Ball on the deck. Bombers football. Radford tried to squeeze the hand pass out. Getting a jumper pulled as she kicked away. Elizabeth Hosking out towards the halfback flank. Trying to go after for the Dons as Eugle. Gets the hand pass backwards. Going with Morecambe. Morecambe very close towards the boundary line. It goes over and out of bounds on the full free kick. And taking it for the Hawks in the end will be Ainsley Camp. Let's get some further thoughts again from five-time VWFL Premiership coach Peter Searle. Yeah, Alex, I'm going to ask you about that comment when you said, oh, I'm happy that Tamara is unselfish there and, and squared it up. Because as a coach, if she's in front of the goal, I'll be, back, I'll be wanting her to shoot for that goal. Yeah, oh, look. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. Much, I'm not sure how, how far. It's a very hard vantage point from here. But I'm not, well, how, how far away? How far out would you say she would have been? I think the distance was no different to the other one. So you know, I, I always give. If you got the ball, you're in range. You kick it because uh, the more we pass it around, the more chance to potentially this turnover. So you know, we all live in this world where we want everyone to share, and it's yeah. a great thing. But <laughs> you want to score goals as well. So. Big ball up for grabs here, just inside the forward 50 for the Hawks at right half forward. Nance Scorn had a go and couldn't get it, went back in a second time. Looks like they've running, they are running Isabel Porter, I think the Hawks with Georgia Nance Scorn, who is helped up here from the bottom of the pack. Luke doing the ruck work for the Hawks inside forward 50, tried to take that one out of the ruck. Now it's come to her, she dropped it. Radford, leading disposal, get her on the ground early with four. Handball there from Porter was taken by Ayer, who just wobbles one back towards the wing. Here comes Richardson, caught there by Clifford. Ball come free. Now Dick is onto it for Essendon, and potentially a fast break for the Bombers out of the middle. Inside 50 for the first time, and goal side here is Crook, who just got tripped up. That led in McClendon. McClendon's now going to turn to the outer side. Got to go and get that one. Hutchinson before it goes out. So is it going to go out outside the 50? Well, good pace there shown by Hutchinson. She got there and then got met by a couple of bombers. Now they might be able to win it back here through Doonan, who's under the pump from McRae. And the ball still doesn't want to go out. And we might get a ball up just inside the boundary line, although they are letting it go. Surely the umpire's going to blow his whistle. It'll be a ball up at left half forward for Essendon, who finally have it in their attacking arc. I'm surprised no uh, free kick there. I thought there was some front-on contact yeah. to Mia Ray Clifford as the umpire throws the football up in the air. One out by Tamara Luke. Ball hit the deck. Trying to go in there and lay the tackle on that occasion was Alamali. Bombers moving inside 50. Diving attempt at a mark was dropped in the forward pocket. Going in there is Grace Dicker fighting and scrapping hard for the football. Richardson had her all tied up and the umpire again will call for a ball up. We'll get some thoughts on the dock. Yeah, well, this is probably Essendon's best chance of, of scoring so far today and, and, it's, not come, and it's not come easy because Hawthorne are just making, it, making them work for every possession. 
Tuna gets the hand pass fired out. Now to Rabbit to try and square the football up towards the top of the goal square. Trying to put some hands up there was Mick Linden. Brought it to ground. And now they'll race away on the left boot and go towards the halfback flank on the broadcast side. Ball is trapped well on that occasion. Morecambe keeping it in front of herself. Goes for a little slap along the carpet. Williams trying to pick it up there for the Hawks over around it. In went Eagles for the Bombers. Oh. Fighting in hard me. In fact, it was uh, the player in Davies. And the kick has come out hurriedly. And it's going to be paid. Hang on. The umpire has pulled up a free kick. Kicking in danger, I think it was. Wow. And it should have been there because that was, that, was, that was a very, very silly thing to do. I think it was McLinden in that uh, case. And Eugle gets the resulting free kick. 45-degree angle. We'll be having a shot on goal from about 39 metres out. Side currently down by one point. Kicking towards the White Horse Road end. Has a shot at goal. It's going to stay right and low and register as a minor score. All tied up here. 12 minutes gone into this first term. Hawthorne one behind. Essendon one behind. Let's get some thoughts from Peter Searle. Yeah, it's been a bit of an interesting arm wrestle, hasn't it? But I, I feel that um, Hawthorne are probably playing the game on their terms a bit at the moment. They're playing one down one. They're forcing Essendon to be skinny, which is not enabling to get their run and carry going. Von Birdo from the kick-in. Her mark's been... Kick it, I should say it's been marked by Ballarere with a great spot-up lead. Finding the co-captain, Mia Ray Clifford, who, of course, played in that 2018 Grand Final for Geelong against Hawthorne. Maybe just beyond her range here, the co-captain. And so she's just going to pop one up, and that's a nice-looking kick. Ooh. But Davies, it might have been off hands before it got to her. Now the Bombers might uh, do well to force a stoppage here about 25 metres out from goal. Well, they've won a free kick. Christy Stratton gets up, asking the umpire what was that for, and the umpire says in the back. And so the first real good chance for the Bombers will fall in the hands of last year's best and fairest winner, Aloise Ashley Cooper. From right in front, hasn't kicked a goal this year, Ashley Cooper, and she's going to have to wait a little while for her first one. She's put it to the right-hand side, and another behind. And so we're all locked away. Two behinds apiece here at Box City Oval. Gone nearly 14 minutes in the opening quarter. A very bad miss. Yeah, this is about straight in front, 30 out. You got, you got to nail those in a big time game. Here on WARFradio.com and VFLW.TV, Bombers lead by a point. The long kick out from fullback, just given a friendly tap over the boundary line there by Perrett, and that's where we'll see a ball in at about 55 metres out from the Essendon goal. I say she hasn't kicked a goal this year. It's game number 51 for Eloise Ashley Cooper. She hasn't kicked a goal. As the ball is to be thrown back into play. Back in, went over the head there of Alamali on the ground, trying to scrap in there was Alana Barber, the Gold Coast Suns AFLW listed player. Hawks ball, kicks out towards the centre wing, was trying to head in the direction of Granville, kicked two goals last week. Ball on the deck, Granville went in for a second crack at it, that was trying to look for Humphreys, Bombers ball with Doonan getting on the end of it now, Barber. Barber has to spin around in a circle, gets on the right boot, wants to go up the line with a kick, was trying to put it to Nat McDonald's direction, bounced away from her, and the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds, and will call for a throw in. I'd like to see Essen just take a little bit more risk with their ball movement, just get some angle on it, get some shape on it, but the problem is, is the forwards down the line are too skinny, so they're not getting allowing themselves to get on the outside to, to change the angles. Umpire balls are back in on the outer side. Parrot in the ruck for the Hawks. Assume front position. Knocked it down. I think that's spot on too. They are playing to the far side of the ground too, too much. And, I, and we've seen Essendon over, over the course of the season. They love to switch it and they love to use that overlap run. Here they go now. The Hawks handballs come to Stratton, who's run down from behind by Ashley Cooper. Just got a handball away. Now it's come to Mifsud in the middle of Box Hill City Oval, who's under the pump from Barber and then scorn in there too for the Dons. Wrapped up immediately. They're wise to her, the Hawks. They don't want to see George and Ann scorn get into the clear. 
Yeah, they had the numbers there, so they could have been out, so it was great pressure by Alana Barber. Ball to be thrown up in the middle of the ground. Alamely in that contest versus Parrott. The ball ping-pong back to Parrott. Lost control of it. In goes Georgia Nanscorn. Not one high, according to the umpire. Louise Ashley Cooper comes in over the top. Maybe she almost gave a one-way high. The umpire says, not, not paying any of them. And uh, in the bottom of that pack, in the end, for the, for the Hawks. Getting up there was Izzy Curry as the umpire resets the play. Aloise Ashley Cooper quickly put it on the right boot and win inside 50 with a long, long ball. It's bouncing close towards the boundary line. Will go over and out. Seen out by Tasman Crook on that occasion. And will call for a ball in right in front of the scoreboard, which shows the Bombers two behinds, the Hawks one behind. The last five minutes, the Bombers have had it in their forward line. Hawks struggled to, to get it past halfway. Excellent pressure, but I guess the question is, which will be the side first to crack? As the ball is thrown back into play, Perrett goes for the punch. Near the boundary line, Nat McDonald picks it up, immediately harassed by Caitlin Cox, and the umpire says, oh. you drop the football, and it will be a free kick going the way of the Hawks. Geordie miffs it in the right back pocket for Hawthorne. Essendon just starting to get on top at the coal face, which I think is helping Peter Searle winning the territory battle. Marshall picks it up on the wing for the Bombers. Anthony back, back into a tackle. It was a terrific tackle that perhaps should have been rewarded. No matter, Hawthorne have it regardless. And Curry sends them down towards right half forward. Leading the race, though, there is air for Essendon. She was worried out of it. Hosking goes to ground in a uh, Granville tackle. In fact, it was Jesse Williams, who by this time last week had kicked three goals. And here she's going to have a free kick holding the ball. There's a lot of free kicks being paid at the moment, isn't there? The umpire's trying to break up the congestion a little bit. Yeah, it has been uh, a little bit difficult to uh, clear the ball at times. Jesse Williams, oh, going to oh. take Hosking on on the mark. Managed to do it successfully. Kicking in the direction of Stratton, who was third in line. It's come to Ashley Cooper, who's having a dynamite first quarter for the Bombers. Kick out wide. Talia Meyer with the early leap is going to be penalised for a block, and Essendon will have to free kick at left half back. And going to end up in the hands of Mariana Anthony. So she has it on the half-back flank. And she is on the Middleborough Road side of the ground. She elects to go with a short pass. Works out okay. So they found the first short pass and even at times the second short pass. But then we want to see them be able to go from that. The Irish woman in Doonan kicks up the line. Barber dropped it, went back and got it again. Barber goes for a run. Now swings around on the right boot. Wants to try and come towards the centre of the ground. Was trying to trap it there was uh, Federica Fru. Long way from her traditional home of full forward. This Kicked off the carpet by Nat McDonald. Tried to put it in the direction of Jesse Davies. She's caught behind in this contest. Going there is Izzy Curry to lay the tackle. Nance Gorn comes in, lays the tackle as well. Ball now back in the centre of the ground for the Hawks. They try to move it along the carpet, but picked up by Eloise Ashley Cooper. Gets the hand pass off to Morecambe. Morecambe now goes on the right boot towards oh. the hot spot. Fell perfectly into the lap of Nat McDonald. Yeah, she uh, actually read it pretty well and... Uh, pushed her opponent out early before the ball dropped and uh, looked like she was standing there all, all alone but she just did her work early. I think that was better ball movement by Essendon there. They, even even if the ball's in the deck, they're keeping the ball forward and they're trying to get the ball moving. That's that's what I want to see more of. No no talk there between Von Berto and Richardson who bumped into each other. Nanscoin gives off the hand pass going backwards. One step shot at goal for oh. the Bombers! Looks pretty good! And they go out to now 1-2-8, Hawthorne, one behind, with a minute and a bit remaining in this first term. Well, where was the Hawks defender there at the goal square? There, there, yeah, there was one there, but it was oh, just she was just about a metre up. But they actually had two almost manning the same same spot, which actually gave Essendon the balance at the, at the contest. So, you know, at times you can be caught just guarding space, and I think there was probably about three Hawks did that rather than once the ball was moving, OK, what's next? Locate, locate, let's push up and find one.
And it was all with Nat McDonald, who originally kicked it forward, yeah. managing to push up that 10 or 15 metres and get the hand pass fed back to her. <laughs> so Nat McDonald with the opening goal. Her best game of the season came against Hawthorne last year in round three, the first matchup. 22 disposals and two goals too. The Dons draw first blood, but out of the middle come the Hawks again. Abby Holmes, who parked herself in the middle. Bouncing ball here will favour Hosking, who's been run down from behind by Stratton. No free kick. Hawthorne looking to answer the call. Socket out of there by the Rockwoman Nelda. Now a foot race. Well done there by Anthony to get there ahead of McRae. Can she pick it up? She can. Little handball to Doonham down the line. Here's the goal kicker, McDonald, who's come into the game. She lost it. They all go in. Might get a ball up. Broadcast wing. They scrap for it. Umpire lets them play. It's 1v2 after all. Let's let them play some footy. We'll get a ball up. Broadcast side. That came out way too easy in the centre bounce. I mean, both both teams obviously just want to play their own system, left and right triangle, and not actually uh, go to a play and put any body work in. And, and if you've got someone dominant in the ruck, uh, you know, you've got to question that at times. Yeah, spot on. They've had two centre bounces uh, in this game, and both of them came out of really good ruck craft and, and just allowing the Hawthorne player to, to run out of the centre bounce too easily. Siren sounds for quarter time. Essendon, 1-2-8. Lead Hawthorne, one behind. We'll get some stats in a moment from uh, Alex Dockett. The only goal kicker so far is Natalie McDonald with her snap from about 37 and a half metres out directly in front late in that first term to give that Bombers the seven-point buffer. We'll also get some thoughts shortly from Peter Searle on some of the players that are standing out in, in her mind. But what are the stats telling us at the moment, Alex Doherty? I'm just getting the stats up at the moment, Pete. Um, lean disposal getter on the ground is Amelia Radford with seven disposals. From Talia Meyer, the leading Hawthorne disposal getter with six Leading the tackles, I'm just getting that up. Uh, Izzy Curry with four for Hawthorne. Charlie Granville, three. Talia Meyer, three tackles as well. And the clearance numbers, very important. Joanne Dernan for the Bombers with two. Abby Holmes with two as well. Sarah Perrett also with two. The stats don't tell the full story. Peter Sell, through your eyes, who's standing out in this uh, match so far? Yeah, look, Pete, you're right. The the stats don't tell the full story because it's about uh, effectiveness, use of the stats. So if we look back at the uh, Hawthorne clearances, we've had two where they've just come chest out, streaming out the front of the contest. So, you know, know, we can often get caught up with who's getting disposals, who's getting the tackles, but it's who's doing what with the ball. And, um, you know, I reckon Essendon would be... Would be pretty happy with the way they're going. You know, they're, they're in front. They've hit the scoreboard. They start to generate a bit of bit of run with their with taking territory. But um, you know, and, and Hawthorne is trying to get them to play their way, but they're still finding a way to, to work through it. But um, you know, I think if they can keep working and trying to change angles and and you know get get somebody's you know run hard back to support the ball carrier, they could really blow this game apart. Uh, just just as well, I, I think. Hawthorne are plus 12 in tackles, which means they're not getting, they're not first of the ball as often as Essendon are. So that, that's probably one thing that they've got to look at, you know, to try and rectify in this second term. Other than that, it's been pretty even. Inside 50 counts pretty even. You know, the clearances, yeah, Hawthorne have allowed a waltz out of two centre clearances we've, we've, uh, we, we've already discussed. But other than that, it's been very competitive, very competitive from both sides, and they've just sort of been able to... It's been one-on-one footy, and they've yeah. just been playing it through almost practically through one side of the ground. Yeah, it has been one-on-one footy, and I think that plays into Hawthorne's hands. Um, I think that if, if, if Essendon can actually you know, use their speed and create some extra numbers around the contest or working to, to shift the angle, uh, that's where we'll, that's what I'm saying will we'll really blow it up. But the reason why it's been quite even in terms of inside 50, it's because it's a big ground. Like, you get it in your forward line, it's going to stay there for a while. It's really it's hard to move it from one end to another um, with, when you're playing one-on-one footy for sure. So, uh, you know, I think that is, again, a stat that can be 
I guess, um, you know, misconstrued. Oh, well, it's an even game. They've had an even amount of 50s and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, is again, uh, to back to you, Pete, it's what you're doing with it. And, Alex, you, you mentioned about that kick on the ground. I reckon that kick on the ground to inside 50 is the most underrated kick in the competition because all defenders love to mark it. They hate to bend down and, and pick it up. And, and Essendon quite quick down below. So, you know, a rush kick on the ground inside 50, I, I love it. You know what? I've been saying that for the last <laughs> year and a bit. You know, the, 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 lo, the low darting kick is the most underrated kick because it puts the defenders under more pressure. You know, it, it becomes more of a chaos ball situation. We'll take a top, quick opportunity to take a break at quarter time. Essendon lead Hawthorne by seven points here at Box Hill City Oval. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit Visit WARFradio.com and click on volunteer. That's WARFradio.com and click on volunteer. Do you know what to do if you can't make it on election day? You may be able to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. All Australian citizens aged 18 years and over must vote. COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. Your vote will help shape Australia. To check early voting options and eligibility or to find your nearest polling place, go to aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner, Canberra. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly goradio.live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still, by downloading the free Turn Back Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turn Back Time Radio, great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. To get us underway for the second term, here's Brent Sternberg. Bombers lead by a kick. We're underway in the second term. It was knocked away there by Doonan, who had a great first term. Abby Holmes is going to win another clearance. Handball to a teammate who was immediately under the pump and now maybe a chance for Drew Ryan, who is set upon by a couple of Hawks immediately. And that was uh, Amelia Radford, who had seven disposals in that first term. Leading disposal getter on the ground. Over it here now is Barber, who wins a clearance for the Bombers. Radford, clever kick on the outside of the boot, but just coming across and reading it brilliantly. Ainsley Kemp, who will set Hawthorne on their way from half-back. 
Kemp on the broadcast side of the ground, looks to go for a pass to try and square it up, and that's what she does to find Hutchinson. Hutchinson now comes back towards the wing position and finding Kemp again, the old one-two. Going up the line, looking for Emma Humphreys. Dropped the footy, will get it off the bounce. Now, interestingly oh. off the side of the boots. <laughs> Gee, that was Just good. Deliberate. Yeah, her kicking skills are phenomenal. Isabel Porter now going up the line, looking for Abby Holmes. Went through her hands. Nelda is there, went for the underground hand pass. Eventually came out to Hosking. Hosking coming in board, looking for for Mia Ray Clifford. Knocked away from her. Going through Humphreys momentarily. Stolen by Eugle. Eugle's got Matt McDonald on here. She can run onto it. Just shoved off the ball at the crucial moment. In goes Grace Dicker as well. She's wrapped up. Put into the ground. And the umpire says there is absolutely no pro opportunity in that. And we'll call for a ball up. Tackle laid on by Caitlin Cox. It was a win by Essendon there because it was one on three. So to be able to cause a, uh, a ball up and have an opportunity to go back inside 50s. Don's at half forward. Through kick over the shoulder. Trying to help it on there was at Radford. Sweeping handball for the Hawks comes to Williams. She kicks to the outer side. Nick Garner's going to get there ahead of Courtney Eugle. Boundary line might beat him. Marshall trying to knock it up the line to gain some territory for the Bombers. But Garner was there. Kick ricocheted off the knee, I reckon, there of Courtney Eugle in game 50 today. And then really good pressure by the, of course, inaugural skipper in 2018 for the Bombers. Now vice captain. A free kick here for Tamara Luke for too high. Just backward of the wing for the Hawks. And the captain's saying, I'm going long. And long she goes. She's a lady of her word. Almost taking the mark there. It was a Granville, I think, underneath under all of that for the Hawks. Trying to get a handball to her teammate, Holmes, who just helps at the half forward. Nelda's there. Measures a nice little kick, and the Bombers can go through the middle of the ground. Dicker went to Nanscorn. Nanscorn went straight into the guts of the ground, looking for Yugo. Ball got smacked over the top of her head, and that means it's now into a foot race. Federica Fru going for it. Also in there, Kristen Hay. Hay trying to fight for the football. Has a fourth go at it. Hay has a fifth go at it. Tries to fire out the hand pass. Wanting Porter, who has to try and pick it up off the carpet. Porter's still going. Hand pass out, really, into no man's land. Who's going to pick it up here on centre wing? They cover the soccer there off the ground is. there by Joanne Doonan. Getting it towards Federica Fru. Fru now kicks the ball towards the forward 50 for the Bombers. They're going towards the northern end of the ground. Nat McDonald's fighting for it. Did she oh. get her opponent high? Yes, according to the umpire. And that means it's a free kick being taken away by Caitlin Cox oh. here for the Hawks. Dangerous kick, almost cut off by Grace Dicker. They somehow managed to, oh, I was going to say, come quickly out of defence. They've messed it up here. Now just all over the top of the football there is Drew Ryan. Ryan being harassed there by Nick Garner. Hand pass hurriedly out. Caitlin Cox gets on the end of it. Cox had to get past Drew Ryan, then kick it up the line. Now to try to put her hand in the air, and the end was taken by her teammate, Alex Morecambe, who will try and attack and go inside 50. Terrific mark from Morecambe, runner-up best and fairest last year, and the kick's pretty nice as well. And up to meet it here at right half forward, right where the boundary and 50 meet. It's Grace Dicker, who's kicked the goal in all but one game this season for the Bombers. Dropped that one right into the arms of Simone Nelda, who's got some players deep, working back to the goal square. Ruckwoman, she gave it off to Fru, who had a flying shot. It's offline. McDonald's there, just knocked away by Geordie Mifsud, and the first score of the second quarter is a behind to the Hawks. That's their third. Yeah, both teams have come out and tried to move the ball a little bit faster. I really like the build-up before this, and they, they got the short 45 and then got the numbers across with hands and tried to bring it over the open side. But just then in the 50, in the D50, Hawthorne again camping off, not being accountable for the players, enabled that uh, in 
inside 50 mark. Nadia Von Berto with a long kick. Isabella oh, Air crashed the geez. pack at the last second and flattened someone. Get the snow shovel out and you have to scrape her off the ground. <laughs> now going through to get a hand pass there is Granville. Wanted to come inboard using Curry. Curry wanted to go back to Granville. Dangerously up against the boundary line. We'll go over and out on the other side of the scaffolding. That, blind side from us. That's Drew Ryan. That's, uh, that's on the ground in the hands of the trainers. Just caught, just caught in friendly fire there. Yeah, she's feeling worse for wear. Might need to get that snow shovel out, Pete. Oh, dear. She, she, hasn't, she hasn't moved. Yeah, She's yeah, barely yeah, moved. The umpires need to call this yeah, it's pretty yeah, close yeah. to the play. I mean, she hasn't oh, moved. Oh, they, did, they, they did this last week with um, yeah. with Charlie Granville. Yeah, there's common sense. The umpire now says are holding the ball. The one way you can definitely stop the clock, if you do bring out the stretcher, the umpire is forced to stop it. And now yeah, the umpire in the distance has spotted it. So double whistle. And again, we remind you of the rules in the VFLW that it's 20 minutes time on, uh, uh, no time on for goals or behinds or anything like that. But if there is a serious injury and they blow a double whistle, the clock stops. And we have that at the moment for Drew Ryan, the NAB leaguer who's come up to the Bombers and uh, in the hands of the physios and doctor at the moment. And to see both teams, I think, go into their huddles. I think they're expecting a bit of a stoppage here. A bit of a breather, Peter Searle, early in the second quarter. Yeah. Who, do you, who do you reckon it favours? They've been on top, the Bombers, in the second. Well, I think the Bombers have been on top for probably um, for the last probably 10 or 15 minutes of the match, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, Hawks are hanging in there trying to trying to squeeze them to play their way. Uh, but, uh, you know, Essendon's just uh, they're a bit more dynamic yeah. uh, with the way they go about it, the way they run. Uh, they've got a bit more speed. Uh, that's why, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be a perfect kick. Kick to space if you've got the speed it is a great kick. Yeah, you highlighted the play before where they sort of moved from, from the defensive half of the wing to the middle of the ground. That's probably, that's been that's been Essendon's last five minutes. They've been more they've been more open to using the ground more and been able to use that overlap run that they've been able to do so well. So Joe Doonan ends up getting a free kick for the Bombers as Drew Ryan comes on the ground and no doubt will go through the concussion protocols. Almost gets run down there by Tamara Lucas. She kicks it in towards the middle of the ground. Which way is it going to favour? It will end up going the Hawks way and just weaving her around through there. Look Mitchell, out. Who kicked it towards the Abbey Holmes direction. Heaps of space to work with. Holmes is going to run towards goal from 25 metres out. Yep. She nails it. Scores level here. Well, pardon me. One point of difference here at Box Hill City Oval. The scoreboard prematurely changed there for a moment. <laughs> Essendon one three nine. Hawthorne one two eight. Some thoughts on the dock. Yeah, well, that was great. That was great fast break there by the Hawks. They were able to um, utilise that speed of Abby Holmes and the the poise to finish it. It's not 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 a, not an easy kick uh, on the run with with um, with a pressure bearing down your back, Peter. Yeah, she's had plenty of practice of kicking goals, though, hasn't she, Abby yeah, Holmes? Oh. But you know what set it up for Abby is uh, you know probably. You know, typical forward mentality. Uh, she left early, let, and as soon as she realised, she read the contest thinking, oh, it's 50-50 it's here, so I'm going to allow my defender to run off and I'm going to uh, run to the open side. And Hawthorne won the 50-50, and then she was, you know, 20 metres free of her opponent. Hawthorne have their first goal of the day. They're going to try and get it out of the middle here through There's Izzy Porter, who floats one towards half forward. Awkward bouncing ball there for Ashley Cooper. Now Ugal, a chance at half back for the Bombers. It's a splendid tackle that come from behind. That might have been Porter again, and now they all go in. And in the middle of it there for the Bombers, not able to find her way out was Elizabeth Hosking. Yeah, Abby Holmes, the first woman to kick 100 goals in an established women's league season. Ball up at half forward been good for the Hawks. Home. Clearances, goals. Been terrific. Nan Scorn. That'll just about be her fourth touch of the day. 
Got it to uh, Doonan, who's been terrific. Frew just caught at the back. Managed to get a fist on it. Essendon a chance, although Dicker just had it knocked out in the tackle by Cox. Got to go again here. Dicker, although she's left it for Clifford, who managed to keep it in. Dicker, under all sorts of pressure here, right on the boundary broadcast side, will get a ball up. It's a good result, again, by Essendon, because uh, Hawthorne had the extra behind the contest, so they had the numbers there. Ball thrown up in the air, Perrot versus Nelda. Perrot wins it down on this occasion. Ball on the deck. Mr. tried to go in and pick it up. Ugal gives the cross to Nanscorn, who immediately got pulled down to ground, though, by Porter. Air pass came out to Dicker. Dicker goes with a kick towards centre half forward. Floating football. Vomberto tried to get the punch in from behind. Tackle laid on by Mariana Anthony. And the umpire says there is no proper opportunity and will call for a ball up on the paint. 50 out from the Bombers' goal. I reckon they give, they've given Georgia Nanscorn a lot of attention around the stoppages, uh, particularly in this quarter. There's a couple of Oh, oh. Of, sorry, oh. Doc. No, that's all right. I was just going to say there's a couple of instances in the last couple of minutes where she's had hands on the ball, but she's immediately met by a Hawthorne player. Now to give it off to Nanscon. Nanscon wants to go inside 50. Just kicked it into open space. Maybe Mia Ray Cliff can run on it. Oh. No, it's away from her. Richardson overran the football on that occasion. Hand pass came out to Davies, and the ball has been adjudicated to be a free kick towards the Hawks from the umpire. Might have been a throw, that. And now Richardson will go with the kick and goes up towards the halfback flank position. And it's Tam Luke who's pushed up the ground. The thing that might be concerning them, Peter Searle, is a couple of their other midfielders, the Bombers, Amelia Radford with 10 disposals and Doonan uh, with eight. So they're clamping down on Nan Scorn, but there's a couple of others getting off the leash. Yeah, and then you saw Nan Scorn just do a wrap around to get an extra kick in, try and get her hands on the ball, which is great to get your, you know, your energy up, but sometimes it's not quite the most effective way. Great pressure here. To move from the forward. Bombers, it's going to be a free kick. Garner's been caught holding the ball. And Grace Dicker, you were the tackler, Grace. You get the free kick and you get the chance to send Essendon back inside 50. Caught at the back there, I think it was Hosking with Luke in front of her. In fact, it was Crook. Here's Federica Frug. Can she go off the ground from the pocket? She dealt with the Hawthorne player around the body. It'd be some goal this. Just bouncing the wrong side of the goalpost and another behind for the Bombers. 1-4-10 they are leading Hawthorne. 1-2-8. It's the Dons by two points as we head towards the halfway mark of the second term. That was a good play there by Fed Fru. Just try to uh, just try to keep the ball alive and you never know what's going to happen if you if you just keep it alive and throw it on the boot like that. I've, I've seen goals from the pocket like that before. <laughs> They're the hardest ones to defend, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no system can help. <laughs> Nadia Von Berto. Oh. Tamara Luke! Had her name all over the footy, crashed the pack and took the ball in one foul swoop. Luke now from the half-back flank on the broadcast side. Elects to go for a pass. Not all that flash, got past Doonan. Ball bounced okay on the end, though, oh, for Granville. Oh. Got bowled over. Umpire said, shove. And that will be a free kick to Granville. Charlie Granville in front of the Essendon interchange gates. Looking for some options. Thought about coming in board. Umpire gives the hurry up. Now kicks it up the line. Nelda had front posse. Hurry kick off the carpet. Here's that dangerous kick on the ground going inside. 50, McRae knocks it forward. Marshall chasing after her and will go over the boundary line and out of bounds. That's a good we'll, result. We'll have a throw in. 45 metres out from the Hawthorne goal. If you just joined us on WARFradio.com, VFLW.TV and it's Essendon 1-4-10 leading Hawthorne 1-2-8. It is a good result because they get to reset now inside 50 and that's all, that's all you've got to do in, in a high-press situation. Just keep the ball forward. From the throw in, Luke can... Nelda wanting a free kick there. Stratton has popped out to Holmes. Kick smothered on the way through, but the full forward it went. In there, Granville. Nance Scorn got some work to do on the last line of defence for her side. Kicks wide to the outer side, but Meyer's there for Hawthorne. Had trouble getting it, but she had plenty of time. Short kick over the head of Humphreys, over the head of Radford as well. Off the deck go the Bombers. Porter now for Hawthorne. Still in attack, the Hawks, and Porter's broken clear. And Porter's wobbled one offline. 
But another behind for the Hawks. And so 139 they are, Essendon 114. Hawthorne cling to a one-point lead with Danielle Marshall set to bring it in. Marshall, originally recruited out of the Arizona Hawks in the US AFL, went to the Western Bulldogs and now here at the Bombers and officially on the AFLW list as announced during the week. Goes short to Isabella Air. Oops, oh she dropped what she should have swallowed. Now being warmed by Stratton. Got turnover, ball on the deck. Marshall has to come in for support and save her. On the left boot, her kick though was under pressure and it just fell into empty space for Porter to get on the end of it. Porter got away before being claimed Whoa. by Eugle. Dodgy hand pass was trying to find Curry. Ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds. Seen over by Danielle Marshall. Did some sloppy couple of minutes there from both sides. Oh, yeah, they got away with it. Yeah, they? got away with it. Absolutely, Peter. That was um, a very poor very poor uh, handle of the footy there and yeah. really should have been a goal. And coming from the ground is uh, Kristen Hay for Hawthorne. So both sides, one player down. Luke's taking this one out of the rock. Bouncing ball. Oh, and now... Yeah, you, you just can't stand there and take the ball flat-footed. You've got to be moving into it. Yeah, that's it. Nicole Julian, I thought she'd knock that one out of play, but luckily through for a behind. It does level us up at 1-4 apiece. But importantly, the Bombers get the ball back through Nicole Julian as Kristen Hay for Hawthorne comes from the ground. Julian's kicked to the outer side. It's intercepted by Jenna Richardson, who's having a fantastic season. Seen her a few times this year. They just need a bailout kick, uh, Essendon, to, to go long to in these situations. This is one of the things that they do very well, and Brendan Major, the Bombers coach, spoke about uh, trying to avoid Hawthorne taking these dangerous marks in the dangerous parts of the ground. Richardson pokes one inside 50, looking for the oncoming Holmes. In front, Marshall couldn't take the mark. Holmes flipped it out to Granville. Granville knocked it on here to Humphreys. Humphreys can collect. Swarmed by Nan Scorn. Wanted a free kick. Play on. Now here's uh, Porter Curry. Hurried one onto the boot, down towards full forward, punched away there by Marshall. It worked out well. It was taken by Alamely. Long kick to the outer side. There's Jenna Richardson again, and they'll come back, the Hawks. And Richardson decides to square oh. it up. Originally would have moved, but it was a shock, and kick floated away from her. Taken away by Nate McDonald, and it could go back the other way quickly. McDonald's kick was under pressure, so it wasn't all that flash. Ping-pong footy. Hawks send it back towards their centre-half forward position. Awkward bounce for air. Went over her head. Holmes was lurking around. Ball got away from her. Now it's with Nanscorn. Nanscorn on the right boot, going out towards centre wing broadcast side. Davies was there trying oh. to crash the way through there. It was Mick Linden with the Bang. don't argue. Coming from behind is Nick Garner as well. Hand pass came out. Taken away this time by Crook for the Bombers towards the half. Oh. Crunch! And holding on to the football there is Ainsley Kemp. And she has the football at the halfback flank. Alex to get going quickly in towards the middle of the ground. Finds McLinden, who's uh, decided to push up, and she's just going to take a breather for a half a moment. Just backward of centre, the Hawks. A terrific mark taken a moment ago by Ainsley Kemp with Dicker bearing down on there, and there's another good intercept mark taken at right half back. Nicole Julian, the former Melbourne Uni player, comes out wide here to Doonan, and really for one of the first times today, the Bombers are allowed by Hawthorne to just chip the ball around and get some uncontested marks. Here's Jesse Davies. That's not a bad-looking kick. She's got a lead by Dicker. Cox just got a hand in and then wrapped up Dicker. Ball spilt free. Hawthorne with the numbers at half-back. There's Kemp again. Well done to get the kick to McRae, but just over her head. McRae's done well to back up and give the handball to Garner. Goes for a run, just fall to the wing. Hawthorne to half-forward, just starting to lift in this second quarter. The Hawks, in goes Julian. Wrapped up there, but I think that might be Talia Meyer. And we get a ball up, 55 out from goal. White horse road into the ground to which the Hawks are attacking. 
And we're all level one, four, ten apiece in the top of the table clash on a Sunday afternoon in round twelve. It's Sunday morning, in yeah, fact. It's a Sunday it's morning. Afternoon. My yes. apologies. Doonan now decides to go towards the centre wing position. Alamali maybe help without it. Yes, said the umpire. That was the target of the jumper. In fact, it was Crook. Pardon me. Tasman D. Crook with the football. Where? She finds herself defensive side of centre wing. As Peter Sell called it, she squared the football now to Alamali. Now puts it on to Doonan, who's got plenty of space to work with. Dropped it. Has the heat coming? Oh, from watch out! Got the kick away in the nick of time, going inside fifty, but it wasn't a flat. Kick because of that pressure stolen by Camp. Camp now to come towards centre wing broadcast side. Finding Isabella Porter. Space to work with. Call to come forward by Holmes. Now kicks it towards the one on one at the half forward flank position. Bella Air going well and stole the football. Oh, well Thanks for coming. Bella Air comes in board. Manages to find Georgia Nanscorn with a well weighted pass. The Bombers go captain. Alexa get going and switch the ball out towards the Middleborough Road side of the ground. Foot race on. Who's going to get out there? It's Richardson getting to the ball first for the Hawks. Here comes Eloise Ashley Cooper. Disposition. Richardson managed to knock the ball forward. It was a smart little knock on in the end. It was Williams now who got it forward. It was the half forward flank. Now half back flank. Picked up by Nanscorn. Lost it again. Got the hurried hand pass away only for it to be stolen. Now it's with Humphreys for the Hawks. Wants to go inside 50. Holmes out the oh back and she dear. can pick it up. No, she can't. Oh. Ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds next to the left hand point post. Well, she's looked like the most dangerous forward on the ground at the moment, Abby Holmes. She's reading the play quicker than most. And look, I, I, I suppose that you'd say the uh, last seven minutes has gone Hawthorne's way. They've set up really well outside outside their forward fifty. They're getting they're getting the repeat inside fifty entries. Yeah, the, the, the good thing about that entry you had someone leading up at the leg, which then enabled Abby Holmes to then um, go back towards a goal. So it was it was pretty hard to defend. Miffs it in the dune and tackle, trying to break free. Dropped the footy. Probably should have been pinged. Essendon with numbers. Ashley Cooper flicked it up to Nan Scorn, who then gave it to Radford. And Essendon have done well to get out of a little jam. Kick to the outer wing. Richardson wore the contact. Then it meant that she dropped the mark. The contact come from through. Barber busting her way through. Handball to Nan Scorn. They're on the outer wing. What a kick that was from Georgie. The co-skipper. So just drop it in the arms there of Federica Frew, who has it a long, long way from home on centre wing on the outer side. I think uh, Georgia's... Uh I don't know what you call it, but she's, she's on red alert. She's, she's had that much of the ball in the last five minutes. Oh, through with the barrel. And, well, it was a difficult one for Crook, who was caught at the back. And Nadia Von Birdo takes a nice mark at halfback for Hawthorne. And she wants to go for the switch. She's got Camp, and she can put it in the right position. She does so. Oh. Got away from Dicker. Camp's got some space to run with. Dicker coming at her, but she got the kick away in time. Looking for Tamara. Luke is going to stand tall. Late spoil from behind. Ball at the ground. Marshall lost her footing. There went Holmes. who got a hurry kick away towards the centre half forward position. From behind was William. Was a little tug of the jumper. Yes, there was, according to the umpire. And it's a free kick going the way of the Bombers. And it ends up with Morecambe. Morecambe now goes towards the centre wing position. Too much juice on the kick. Ainsley Camp pushes up the ground, takes a mark. Wants to come inboard. Was trying to find Mifsud. In goes uh, the hard-earned crack at it from Nanscorn. Nanscorn fighting for it hard in there with Jordan Mifsud. Umpire says there's a stalemate. We'll call for a ball up and get some thoughts on Peter Searle. Jill, it was an impressive contest out here on the wing with Tamluk. I mean... That, that's the value of her. Two have to fly, which then gives the numbers on the ground. Oh, caught there. Doonan has been penalised for holding the ball. Hawthorne not letting her get out. And the beneficiary will be Sarah Perrett, the ruck woman. Game really opening up between the arcs with some great skill, but both back lines just holding firm. And here's a good example of that as Jesse Davies comes across to take an important defensive mark for Essendon. And so Davies of Essendon heads to the outer side and finds Mia Ray Clifford. Clifford now has got Radford down the line who marks on centre wing. The Bombers have liked to use this outer wing in this second quarter as we 
head towards half time. In board comes the kick, and here's Jesse Davies, who started it all with that nice defensive mark in the back 50. Minute and a half remaining in this first half. She tries to go for the pass, looking in the Doonan direction, got away from her. Picked up, though, by the Hawks. And, oh, it's Nanskorn. He tries to lay oh. the tackle on McLinden. But the Hawks just somehow managed to come away with it towards centre wing. Find Caitlin Cox. has got to put the afterburners on and kick up the line. Looking for Holmes to try to trap it off the bounce ball. Got away from her. Taken away by Elizabeth Hosking. Hosking in towards the centre of the ground. And, again, ping-pong footy. This time taken by Perry. It goes with a hand pass. Jana handballs this time using Grace McRae. Works it sideways. Now across to uh, use the agency of Tamara Luke. Going inside 50. Looking for Holmes. The umpire's pulled out a whistle. Oh. Now, this is from behind play. It's yeah. been pointed back at. Now, which way is it going? As everyone waits patiently to find out what on earth is going on. And the umpire looks like might be pointing to an Essendon free kick. But it'll be happening somewhere around the defensive 50 paint. Well, it must have been a hold off the ball. It's yeah. Not sure if anybody saw that. I know the umpire did and he's uh, the main person. So Essendon move it on. I think it was a she, mate. Whoops. The umpire. My apologies. <laughs> Okay, so it's not coming to the middle yeah. of the ground. It's going to be taking it half back to the fresh princess of Ballarat. Sorry, Peter, go on. No, it's okay. Oh, look, it's almost karma that Ballarat took that ball because her body work on Tam Luke in the last contest was impressive. Just worked her under. Marshall in the back pocket for the Bombers. Just goes long. Oh, and a clear push out. Paid there, and it's going the way of uh, Caitlin Cox. Hawthorne maybe one last chance with a free kick. Centering out of sight. They want to be quick, go though, because that... Free kick and uh, confusion has wasted a bit of time. Luke crashed the pack. Marshall sends it back out of there to the outer side. Going to get a free kick here. Hawthorne for out by Lasso. Or was it touched off the boot? The umpire's actually signalled for a boundary throw in. So one more stoppage between wing and left half forward for the Hawks. We wait for the ball to be thrown back into play between centre wing and that half forward flank. Tam Luke's coming <coughs> off with a bit of a hobble. Punched away by Perrett, close towards the boundary line. Going to be picked up there by Garner. Went with a hand pass backwards. Hurry kick now inside 50. Uh, Umphreys trying to uh, pinch it away from Yugo, but the umpire said, no, nah, that's a clean mark. I wonder if it's an ankle possibly there with yeah. Tamara Luke. Not a big loss for the Hawks. Might be an ankle or it might be a corky. One of the two. Let's just hope for the Hawks have a bit of a corky and she can uh, walk it off there at halftime as the siren sounds. And this game is delivering in a top-of-the-table clash. Both sides throwing a quick combination of jabs at each other and we are all tied up for 40 minutes of football. One, four, Ten apiece between the Hawks and the Bombers. In a moment's time, we're going to go with Alex Doherty, who's going to have the stats. But uh, Peter Searle, is this going to be a game of attrition at the moment? Bodies are starting to hit the ground. We've already seen two players go off. We saw a third, actually, with Tamara yeah. Luke. Will it be just the, the fittest side standing? Oh, look, fitness is definitely one thing, isn't it? Um, and it really helps in footy. But I think that quarter uh, towards the end of it, uh, Hawthorne, both, it, was, it was a bit of a ping-pong game, but um, because the Hawthorne were getting, uh, I think it was Cox who was just setting up behind the ball uh, quite free often, and so it was it was hard to get forward because of both teams were having to be able to get numbers behind, but Hawthorne's ability to use their back line and create run and carry and use the angles uh, from rebound was much better than, than Essendon. So, you know, I think Essendon just, um, they can create a little bit more shape Defense, uh, with their defenders when they're moving into offense could help their ball movement. 
Alex Doherty, you've got the uh, stats up until uh, half time. How they're faring? Because as Peter Sol mentioned, Jordan Nanskill was starting to find a bit of the football there on that back half of the second term. Yeah, 100% uh, Peter, both Peters actually. Uh, Jordan Nanskill, leading Essendon player on the ground with uh, disposal. She's got 12, also four tackles and two marks and, and a clearance. Leading Hawthorne player on the ground is uh, Izzy Porter with 10 disposals and four marks, four tackles, two clearances. Also, Ainsley Kemp doing well, leading disposal getter for Hawthorne with 12 touches, three marks and a clearance as well. So, bit bit happening around, around the ground. I think they all. I think all, those three have been probably the most important players on the ground uh, at this point at this point of the game. Peter Sell, a bit of an insight, I guess, into what the coaches will be saying at halftime. Uh, what, what, if you're on either camp, what's the message that you're trying to get across? Yeah, well, at this stage, it's really about, um, you know, can we keep playing our own game? And what does that look like? Um, and, and how can we get that generating? And how can we get going? And, uh, and then there'd be probably one or key, key one or two things that, you know, you need to do to help shut down the opposition. So that, that would be the conversations. I mean, you know, it's, it's one and two. It's one, four, ten. Um, it's been a bit of an arm wrestle with momentum. Uh, and, and, you know, who's, who's controlled the game? Who hasn't? Who's been able to play it on their terms? Who hasn't? Um, I, I still think at, um, I think at one, four, ten, Essendon, go in there and, and still probably haven't found their feet yet uh, and, and yet it's still even so whereas I think Hawthorne really started to generate and started to find their feet but yet the scoreboard's still even so you know if I was Brendan Major I'd be going well look you know we can get more run and carry we can use our angles we can play the way we, 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 we haven't really done that to the best of our ability if we do that you know we could really forge ahead because they haven't they haven't been able to do it freely yet and the, and the scoreboard's still even. The one thing that might concern them, I think, Peter, the Bombers, particularly in that second quarter, was a lot of their dump kicks off half-back, just easy pickings for the Hawthorne players, very easy intercept marks, and you don't want to give them that cheap possession. Yeah, they haven't been able to use their numbers behind the ball to generate um, efficient ball movement. So if, if they're going to get the numbers back or if the, if the mids are, are working back to help the defence, well, then they've either got to find a mark and slow it down and enable them then to spread back up the ground. The other thing is, is they haven't had like any key forward to go to a dump line or down the line bailout kick if they've needed to. So that's maybe something that they can think about. Um, but, uh, yeah, they've really struggled, I reckon, about, uh, about 70 or 80 metres out from their D50 to, to get that mark and, and generate the ball movement from there. Yeah, it's a really good point, Peter. I think, uh, I think the, um, the get-out-of-jail option has been a very underrated uh, piece in football, uh, in modern football in particular. And you see Hawthorne with Tamara Luke. She's got, she's got great sticky mitts. I'm not seeing anybody at Essendon who's doing that at the moment. I mean, you could have a, have a play like Danny Marshall pre- 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 present as a target. Perhaps even Bella Air present as a target, but I don't think Essendon are looking at either of them at the moment. They're just sort of yeah going long and hoping hoping that they've got numbers at the ball. Yeah. Well, if uh, Tam Luke doesn't return to the ground, you know Bella Air might be a good one to swing forward because she certainly started her AFLW career off as a forward yeah, and, right. and, and could be that down the line bail out kick. I think that'll be the thing to watch if Tamara Luke returns because the domino effect. Peter Holden could be big. Goal kickers at. Half-time looked like this. There's only just one each for either side. It is Nellie McDonald for the Bombers and Abby Holmes for the Hawks. Both goals, of course, kick towards the right of screen or the White Horse Road end of the ground. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on WARFradio.com. 89.1 FM at the ground, delay-free, and on VFLW.tv. It's all tied up. The Hawks and the Bombers, one for ten apiece. Do you know what to do if you can't make it on Election Day? You may be able to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. All Australian citizens aged 18 years and over must vote. 
COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. Your vote will help shape Australia. To check early voting options and eligibility or to find your nearest polling place, go to aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner, Canberra. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Cos footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks Football Life can be really tough when you or a close family member has cancer. But if you're 12 to 25, Canteen's in your corner. Canteen provides whatever practical and emotional support you need, from connecting you with other young people who get what you're going through, to helping you develop new skills to cope, and just bringing back some fun into your world. So if cancer's messing with your life, check out canteen.org.au. And remember, Canteen's in your corner. If you've come home to find your property has been damaged, call 131 If you've had something stolen from your car, call 131 If you've lost something or found something valuable, call 131 If you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, call 131 When you need the police but not the sirens, call 131 For more information and for online reporting, visit police.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos, and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. Bored in retirement? Join Probus. If you want more out of retirement, join your local Probus Club and start having fun with like-minded people. Probus Clubs are non-fundraising and purely social, so all they do is concentrate on enjoying retirement. There are hundreds of Probus Clubs, with new ones opening almost every month. So find a Probus Club near you today by visiting probussouthpacific.org or calling 1300 630 488. Probus Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Even when everything is going great, the black dog of depression can sneak up on you. You're not alone. One in seven Australians are feeling just like you. But there is hope available. The Black Dog Institute provides information on diagnosis, treatment and prevention of mental illnesses like depression, bipolar disorder and anxiety. If the black dog is hounding you, 
visit blackdoginstitute.org.au for real help and support. Black Dog Institute, putting health in mind. Storms are Australia's most costly natural disaster. Getting prepared now is the best way to protect people and to minimise damage to your property. Keep your gutters, downpipes and drains clear and stash any loose items in yards or on balconies. Trim any trees and branches hanging too close to your house and keep your roof in good repair. For emergency help, call the SES on 132500. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly goradio.live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still by downloading the free Turnback Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turnback Time Radio, great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. It's women's Aussie rules, they're doing what they love. They're fast, they're tough, don't mess with them because they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the match? It's the call of the game. On WARFradio.com at the ground, delay free on 89.1 FM. And you're watching via VFLW.tv. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It's Hawthorne 1410 level with Essendon. 1410 at halftime at Box Hill City Oval. Peter Holden, Brent Sternberg, Alex Stockerty, and Peter Searle with you for the call of this game. Don't forget, coming up on VFLW.tv with our commentary at 11 a.m., you're able to catch uh, Carlton and the Southern Saints do battle, and that will uh, definitely round out round 12 of the competition. Hawthorne back out on the ground early to try and do uh, their warm-ups. Essendon, as we speak, about to be uh, led out. And I think we were, we were talking a little bit off-air about it, saying 
the, the concern with the Bombers is they have not been allowed to play their game that we're witnessed through 11 rounds so far. Yeah, they're actually, I mean, they're not playing that badly, Essendon, but they, they're the one, I think, that have been forced away from the game that they want to play. They haven't really been able to run and gun and get their sort of their handball uh, game going. And we, we mentioned it uh, in that second quarter. There's been a few rare occasions where they've been able to sort of kick mark, kick mark, but it's generally always come uh, unstuck. So I think uh, it's, it's good news for Hawthorne. I think the game sort of played more on their terms for most of the first half. And if they're able to keep going like this, I think they're probably the team that capture the four points today, Doc. Yeah, that's right. We were so, yeah, we were saying it off air. I think Hawthorne systematically have looked better. I mean, they've set themselves up around their, around their um, Ford 50 really Really well as you know, as that sort of a kick away, um, and Essendon just haven't looked like they have been able to use their overlap run and carry that much. There's been a couple of passages where they've been able to, they've been able to run through the middle of the ground, but overall, on the grand scheme of things, you'd think Hawthorne have been the better side. Yeah, and it's 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 an interesting comment that Peter Holden uh, made that uh, Essendon have not been able to play their own game, have not been allowed. I think he used the word, and there's there's certainly um. You know, there's some merit in that, but there's also uh, it's also a fair bit of belief too. Uh, you know, when the ball's coming in, in in repeated ways that does happen on this ground, you can actually lose a little bit of belief in the way that you want to bring the ball out from the back line. So it's just a matter of, you know, going back to knowing the things that you can do well and just take it on and do it. In a way, as, as much as we're saying that Essen can't play their own game, is this actually, in a way, a good thing for them as we head into the finals, knowing that, OK, everything in the kitchen sink is going to get thrown at us during the finals, and there is going to be... And that's also equivalent for Hawthorne, and there's something that's going to pop up at some stage that we're not expecting and how we react to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the fact that um, they, you know... when. Like we've been a bit harsh here, you know. At, yeah. they, they have, you know, at times had it in, on mm. their own terms. But if you want to talk about fluency, they haven't mm. been as fluent as, as they normally have been. So, I think the upside for them here is, is uh, you know, Hawthorne have um, played pretty well, and the scores are even. Essendon haven't quite got got into their first gear over a sustained period of time. If they can do that, uh, you know, sky's the limit here. We're not too far away from getting underway for this second half here on WARFradio.com and VFLW.tv. And the man to get us underway for this third term is Brent Sternberg. Just quickly, it looks like Tamara looks fine. She's heading to the goal square to assume her full forward position to the left of screen, if you're watching on VFLW.tv, which I'm sure you are. And the switch has been made. Instead of air watching her, Danielle Marshall now is. And Drew Ryan, who also come off, looks okay for the Bombers as well. So underway in the third quarter, Nelda and Perrett. Nelda won it down convincingly. Here comes Eugle off the far side of the square. Lost out there to uh, Mifsud, who gave it to Stratton. Bouncing ball towards the front of the square for the Hawks. Julian in there, wrapped up by Granville. Talia Meyer in there as well. Come out late. Meyer found it and gave it to Porter. And Porter kicked in the Luke direction. Just be over, oh, beyond her head, I should say. Marshall couldn't get it. And there was a free kick coming back here. I think it's going the Hawks' way, is it, for a sling tackle? Bombers and 50. Yeah. Uh, Emma Humphreys, I think, was the offender. And then some nouns and verbs as well. So Essendon get out of danger cheaply. 250s here. <laughs> Just about. It's taken them to the middle two, of the ground. It has to be 250, doesn't it? I was going to say, it looks like 50 metres and change. <sighs> Back to the middle of the ground. Considerable change. More come short yeah, to... Yeah, this is better. Use the width. This is what they want to do, the Bombers. Nan Scorn, who had nine disposals in that second quarter after a slow start. Julian... Just over the head of Barber. Curry watching her. She's trying to get her out of play. Didn't succeed. Barber, Barber kicked back towards the uh, hot spot. 
couldn't quite get it there. That was McClendon and now Von Birdo seen over the boundary line by Jesse Davies. And we'll get a ball in in the right forward pocket for Essendon. I would have liked to seen the ball just be held up a little bit there to allow Georgia to spit forward and get an uncontested mark rather than going to a pocket to the one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Ball thrown back into play deep inside the Bombers forward 50. Hit the deck, overrunning it there was Talia Meyer who couldn't pick it up. Nanscorn receives now for the Bombers. Goes towards the top of the goal square. Oh, oh great mark at the back. And backing back to get onto that was Ainsley Camp, who stood tall up against Federica Frew. She, she stood tall, but she, the reality is she just kept her eye on the ball the whole time. And uh, Frederica Frew tried to get around the back. And as soon as she did that, she lost sight of the ball. The league-leading goal kicker at the moment with no goals in this match so far. As Kemp got it across to Vomberto. Vomberto stayed wide with the kick towards the Middleborough Road side of the ground. Half-back flank. Ooh. Dickett goes in there hard, gets it, and then gets immediately claimed. Trying to get the hand pass away to Nanscorn, who went without the football. Hands and knees stuff. Garner tried to get the hand pass out. Did didn't go too far. Eugle comes in to lay the tackle with assistance from McDonald, and the umpire will call for a ball up, and we'll get some thoughts from the doc. I'm, I'm looking at this battle in, the, in around the stoppages and around the middle. Nanscorn and Porter, I think, has been a very, very good matchup. I don't, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who you pick as the winner there, but I think they've both played very, very good footy today. Stratton's handball was taken by Doonan, bouncing ball inside 50 over at here, Meyer. Mariana Anthony, I think that was, who's just pretty keen not to take her without the football. Now pouncing on it, it's Ashley Cooper on the outside of the boot. Can't get it trending back towards the goal mouth. And it sails out of bounds on the full and Hawthorne to take over. Once we retrieve the football, it's going to be Ali McClendon to bring it back in for the Hawks, playing in game number 11 today from St. Kevin's out of the Vaffa. And here she is to set us back in motion, Peter. No one on the way now goes for it, McLendon with a wide-looking kick close against the boundary line. It will go over and out, seen over in the end by Stratton. And in fact, uh, it must have bounced out before it was touched. So last disposal outside the 50-metre paint and the free kick going the way of Courtney Eugle. So Eugle for the Bombers in her 50th VFLW game. Alex to try and square it up inside 50. Was looking for Mia Ray Clifford. Ball got out to Federica through. Empty goal square. Bouncing ball across to the right-hand side. And will register as a minor score. But give Essendon the lead. Three and a half minutes into this third term. 1-5-11 the Bombers. The Hawks 1-4-10. We get some thoughts from Peter Searle. Yeah, Federica, she was just on her toes. I don't know what the uh, defender was doing. He was catnapping on the back of their heels. Oh, Tamara she Luke has come from a long way to crash the pack again. Sorry, Doc. Picked up there by Radford and in a good spot. Mia Ray Clifford takes the mark. Just about uncontested. 25-30 out right in front and here's a good chance to give the Bombers some breathing room again. I was just going to say, on, Fed on Federica Fruit, has kicked three behinds today. So she's had her opportunities. And the thing that impresses me about her is Across the season, that she's, she, she presents well as a lead-up option. But she's so smart at ground level as well, and she's able to pick out when to, when to fly up for the mark and when to stay down. 16 goals, 14. Kicked five goals straight in the two matchups with Hawthorne last year. Mia Ray Clifford, bang! And the co-captain slots it, and the Bombers lead by seven. And their good start to the third quarter manifests itself with some pressure on the scoreboard, and the Dons... They move along now to 2-5-17, Essendon 1-4-10. And a big captain's goal there, Peter. Yeah, the value of repeated inside 50s and inside 50s that coming in uh, at quite some speeds. It doesn't allow the Hawthorne defence a time to, to get organised and get set up and enable the one-on-one -on -one in which Mia uh, read the ball better than her opponent. Originally was a defender back in the VWFL days with the St Kilda Sharks, which she used to play back pocket. 
And through AFLW level, went through Melbourne, Geelong and Fremantle. And of course, uh, now looking to see if you can get a spot in the Essendon AFLW list. Doonan with a hand pass out on this occasion. Went to no man's land. Missed it, tried to get in there over the top. Yugo was fighting hard for the football as well. Yugo goes back in for a second crack at it. The ball popped out on this occasion. Receiving it on the end was uh, Nick Garner. Fed the hand pass out to McRae. McRae swung around the right boot towards the centre half forward position. Oh. Red best by Nicole Julian. Julian now decided to go for the switch. Had Doonan and Yugo both on. Pardon me, Radford and Yugo both on. Radford picked it up. Went with a hand pass out. Now the kick straight down the line. Oh. Through the hands there of Barber, who couldn't quite trap it. Ball may favour Essendon's fortune. It won't. It ping-ponged around to McRae. McRae lost control of it. Julian went with the underground hand pass. Trying to jump in there is Izzy Curry. Couldn't get the football out. Looking for Nicole Julian now. She's being put into the turf by Granville. Ball spilled free. Umpire says play on. Jordan Missick goes in there. Under harassment by Aloise Ashley Cooper. Getting in there is Barber. All wrapped up. And the umpire blows the whistle. Calls for a ball up near centre wing broadcast side. That was great. That was great play coming out of the, coming out of the defensive half by Essendon. They were running in numbers. They looked for the switch. There was about four four players heading out of that rebound fifty as, as a cohesive and just a, just a fumble by Alana Barber there forward of centre just, just put all that to a halt. Yeah, I think Nicole Julian. What she had two touches in that passage and uh, you know in the earlier half they were struggling to actually get disposals off the half back line. Hawks have moved it to half forward. Down goes Emma Humphreys in a strong Courtney Ugal tackle. And we've got some ladies who are slow to back up with this hotly contested third quarter. Slow to pick themselves up as the ball leaves them and moves away. Perrett and Nelda in the ruck. Perrett who won it down for Hawthorne. Drew Ryan, young lady from the Bendigo Pioneers, is going to be penalised for holding the ball. Hawthorne are going to have a free kick just inside the centre square. It's going to be taken by Jade Hutchinson, the young lady from the Eastern Rangers. We know what a great connection they've got with that particular Nablea Girls and Boys Club. Looking for Luke, just over her head, swatted away there by Nicole Julian. Gang tackle here for Hawthorne. Luke just trying to knock it away, but it's all Hawthorne at half back. Barber received the handball and then just bombs one away. Now here comes Frew, just had it knocked away from her. A chance here for Davies, who broke the ankles there of McClendon. Ball inside 50 in a good spot and taking a very important mark on the last line of defence is Meyer for Hawthorne. And Meyer likes to go with the pass, a wobbly old kick trying to find Nick Garner. Garner goes the hand pass over the top, almost finds trouble. Davies put her hands up, got away from her. McRae tries to get onto it now for the Hawks. Bouncing football, tries to trap at her feet. Under harassment from Radford, getting in there. Izzy Courier as well. Umpire is circling, blows the whistle, and elects to call for the ball up. 2-5-17 Essendon, Hawthorne 1-4-10. Nearly eight minutes gone in this third term on WARFradio.com and VFLW.tv. Now to wins the contest this time. McRae got the hand pass around before being claimed. Now out to Porto, feeds the hand pass to Von Berto. Von Berto going down the line from behind on this occasion against Holmes was the Danielle Marshall punching towards the middle of the ground. Eloise Ashley Cooper lost control of the football. Calvary arrives and I think that might be Dicker is all wrapped up. Umpire blows the whistle and says it's going nowhere. We'll call for a ball-up tackle laid on by Granville. Really good pressure from both sides around the coal face Again, just going between the arcs. Nelda just trying to knuckle that one down to Barber, who's come into the fray in the third quarter, and there goes three bags full. Barber bombs one inside, 50, it's out the back. Davies can run onto it for the Bombers. She's got to beat three in brown and gold, and she could not beat Talia Meyer. It was a great tackle. Not out of danger just yet, the Hawks. It's McClendon who spun clear. Kick to the outer side. Essendon with a two-on-one. Toe poked forward there for the Hawks. It'll work out well. Brilliant play. McRae got boot to ball. Humphrey's not going to get there. Out comes uh, uh, Granville to win it for the Hawks. 
Hawks. Good tackling there by the Bombers. That was Hosking, and now we've got Stacks on the mill, centre wing out of side, and a good chance for the Bombers comes and goes, Alex Doherty. Yeah, well, they've had some good passages here um, the last five minutes, Essendon, and just bursting through the middle of the ground. They're, they're looking more dangerous now with their forward 50 entries. They've just got to get that They just got to get that inside 50 mark now. Tamara yeah. Lewis took it straight out of the ruck and immediately got claimed. The umpire's going to pin it for holding the ball, Peter Searle. Yeah, they need somebody also coming up at the footy, so they're all running back, and it's enabling Hawthorne just to all camp off and get numbers behind the ball. So they need to ask different looks. One coming up at the ball, one going back around. Mariana Anthony went long down the line and reading it off the pack was Von Berto. Kicks it up very close against the boundary line. Here comes Nance Gorn. Nailed her <laughs> opponent, but the hand pass came out. Oop. Granville went with a hot potato stuff to Porter. Porter now came back. This time they're using Talia Meyer. Meyer smart with her kick. Humphreys gives off the hand pass using McRae. Grace McRae wants to kick inside 50. Is there not much on? Or can Nick Garner get there in time? Isabella Air gets claimed. Well gets the hand pass Great away, handball. though. Into space. Taken by Drew Wright. Great oh. Sold a teammate up the creek, and the umpire says no prior opportunity, and we'll take the football back. Oh, that, that, I reckon the umpire was was uh, poisoning himself there for holding the ball call. It was a good handball, followed by a darn hospital handball. Essendon from the stoppage, Radford again. Kick towards centre wing. It's going to be a free kick. That's, that's just a contest. Yeah, <laughs> but how's the elite running of Talia Meyer? Uh, you know, she nailed the tackle down there, and then uh, got two possessions through the midfield. Richardson looking for Luke, couldn't win it, Radford, handball to a teammate who was dragged down, Clifford's going to get there, second of the ball, Richardson trying to get it to her teammate, it's Mifsud who's now trying to get it back to Richardson, they're going backwards to Hawks, look at Nance Scorn go after it at ground level, it come to Misford, Hawthorne trying to lift, well done there through. use the body, socket it forward and now it's a chance here for Davies, use the body and then kick Hawthorne to the forward 50 line, Crook lost her footing, here's Van Birdo, it was a quick recovery from Tanzan Crook and they both go to the boundary line together. And there's a little bit of spite just coming to the boil. We know how much these two teams don't like each other historically. Let's get a ball in at right half forward for the Bombers who lead by seven points. That was good That was good recovery, sorry, Peter, from Tamsin Crook because she lost her footing. She went to ground and then managed to um, to get herself back into the contest because Von Birdo managed to fumble the footy. Ruck work done out by uh, Lutz, taken away by Barber who kicks it off the side of the boot. Now taken by Mia Rick. Oh. is away to the right-hand side and will register as a minor score. And here at Box Hill City Oval now VFL Women's Match of the Day. Hawthorne 1-4-10. They trail Essendon 2-6-18. Von Birdo to bring the ball back into play. Going to head to the outer side, the Hawks. Nadia Von Birdo back into the team. Has one bounce. Calls them to go long. Kicking very wide. Luke got there. Dropped the mark. Might have been dragged down by Alamali. She was indeed. And so the captain who come off at halftime with that ankle injury. Haven't seen too much of her in the third quarter. Her side down by eight points. 12 minutes gone, just about. Short kick. And this is what they like to do. The Hawks control the football in the back half. And Emma Humphreys comes up to take a mark at right half back. Former Casey Demon having a very good first season with the Hawks. Lovely foot skills normally. That one down the line is an ill-direct kick. Alex Morecambe couldn't uh, take the mark. And then couldn't keep it in either. Players come from every which way, just trying to knock it on there for the Bombers. Nance Gorn with the handball. McClendon's missed it. Dicker now a chance at half forward for the Bombers. Stood up in the gang. Hawthorne tackle. She ain't going anywhere, Grace Dicker. We'll get a ball up just between wing and left half forward for the Bombers on the outer side. 
12 and a half minutes gone in this third term. Bombers with the advantage of Box Hill City Oval. Barber with a fresh air kick. Nanskorn goes in there. Feeds out the hand pass coverly. Now Doonan wants to go towards the pocket looking for Mia Ray Clifford. Can't run onto it under pressure from Richardson. The ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. 25 metres around from the left-hand point post and we get some thoughts from Peter Searle. Yeah, Essendon seem to be winning the contested ball and the stoppages at the moment. Barber's uh, creating a lot of energy running through the stoppages, uh, putting pressure on and just uh, flicking the ball out to, you know, teammates in greater balance. Nanscorn goes on the end of the football, gets the hand pass out to Federica Fru, gets spun Ooh. around the circle, not pinned for throwing the football on that occasion. Porter goes in there, scrapping hands and knees, wants to get it out to McRae, who slapped it away because she couldn't control the football. Still up against the boundary line, Bombers ball, hand pass came out in the end to uh, Barber, who kicked it and tried to square it up. It worked out okay for the Bombers through Mia Ray Clifford, working towards the uh, forward pocket for Alarm, pardon me, for Tasman Crook, but it got away from her. Bounce once, hit that left-hand point post, out of bounds for a throw-in. Bombers lead by eight points. I think, no, I think the Hawks have got to look at trying to nullify Mireille Clifford. I think she's been targeted maybe, what, five or six times, and every time she's looked very dangerous. Essendon with an eight-point lead and threatening again. Perrett took it out of the ruck. Handball was looking for Cox and found her. Cox in the back co- uh, pocket for Hawthorne. Kick goes very, very wide again, and it's gone beyond the 50 and out for the lasso. And so Essendon are going to get possession of the ball again cheaply as Alana Barber comes for a spell and replaced by Joanne Doonan. I'd be making that uh, spin very quick because she's been pretty important for them the last seven minutes. Here inside 50 and just about a mark. In fact, it's been paid. Mia Ray Clifford who's running hot. Centering ball. Oh. Two hawks collide. Ball comes to ground under all sorts. Back here, Hawthorne. In goes Eugle. We'll get a ball up. 30 out from goal. Well, no, the umpire said dragged it in. And a free kick going the way of the Bombers and Eugle plays on and in game 50 kicks a monster snag for the Dons. Courtney Eugle had not kicked a goal in three seasons at Essendon coming into the year. That's goal number five. And that is a hammer blow for the bombs, Bombers as we head towards three-quarter time, Doc. Geez, uh, made the umpire work there, uh, Courtney Eugle. But th- that, that, that goal came out of the back of the two Hawthorne players colliding there in, in the air. And that's just poor communication from them. They, the, in, in, a, in a close game such as this, it's crucial you've got to talk, you've got to talk and, 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 have, and have one's back. Yeah, the last two goals from Essendon have come from uh, repeat stop, uh, repeat entries and the ball coming in fast. So, you know, it's it's it's... It's an easy thing to say you must communicate, but when it's coming and coming and coming and coming, uh, th- those things too tend to fall away. So just, just the inability for Hawthorne to move the ball uh, outside, I guess, 70 metres of their D50 has really hurt them. Abby Holmes with the clearance, put it into the advantage of, of Humphreys, who had to try and spin around on a six-minute win with a hand pass. Knocked away there by Nicole Julian. Holmes went in and chased up her own kick. Got the hand pass back to Humphreys. Her kick immediately smuggled off the boot, taken away by Georgia Nanscorn. Kicks it out towards the halfback flank on the middle roadside of the ground. Trying to get there quickly for the uh, Hawks was Hutchinson. Got a hand pass while being dumped at the same time. Bombers though. See Julian chase it up. Now looking for the dicker direction. Ball got spoiled away from her by Perrin at the crucial moment. Alarmily watching on on the outside of the pack. Umpire's going to pin holding here. You could see she was circling, circling. She wanted to pay it and she did, she did. And that's Talia Meyer who has the resulting free kick. Centre wing out of sight of the ground. We've got uh, approximately Three and a half minutes remaining 
in this third term. The long kick, Julian dropped it. Hurried hand pass out. Hawks now could intercept. That was unusual there by Humphrey. Stuck the football out. Ended up going in the way of Talia Meyer in the end. So it worked out okay for them. Kicks oh. inside 50. Garner at full stretch. Couldn't quite hang on to it. Bombers oh. will rebound here. This time uh, taken away by Tasman Crook. Crook goes out towards the centre wing on the broadcast side. Picked up by Cox. Cox had to get the kick away while under pressure. Managing to find Porter. Porter goes across the centre square. Hawthorne just trying to lift. The Bombers have distanced themselves with three-quarter time nearing. Perrot the Ruckwoman marks and he's now going to honour the lead of Hutchinson. The youngster playing in game two today and has had a bit of the footy as well. Playing an important role out there on the wing. Hawthorne inside 50. Luke there. No mark. Hands to it. Couldn't quite hang on. Nance Scorn in the middle of the pack. Got the handball out. Ashley Cooper trying to help it on there to Eugle who's gone to ground. Held up there by a couple of Hawks. Eventually it does come out. Holmes got it to Curry who had her kick smothered. They're battling like their lives depend on it back there. The Bombers. Eventually it will come out. It's only gone as far as Cox who then gave it to Porter. Porter slipped over. Trying to get it back to Cox. Cox bumped off the kick. Gone up a couple of notches in the third quarter of Box Hill City Oval. Kick wide to the outer side. Up comes Mia Ray Clifford. She's been caught. And there's a free kick going the Bombers' way. And it's actually going... It is going the Bombers' way. It's going to go to Alamalate, who goes short. Bombers have it on centre wing. Mia Ray Clifford, now she kicks up the line, looking for Danielle Marshall, who's pushed forward. Danny Marshall, she finds herself between centre wing and the half-forward flank. Booming kick inside 50 for Federica Fru. Tries to get the ball in front of herself. Federica Fru trying to spin off the back with Melendez. How's the ball oh, oh, no! Oh. Hello, Wilbur. It's a Wilbur post, minus score. 3-7-25 Essendon. Hawthorne, one 4 Almost a miraculous goal from Federica Oh, would have been, would have been amazing because she had she had she had a Hawthorne player bearing down on her all, every step of the way there, and just an unlucky finish. Just that last bounce had just pitched up into the post. Hawthorne short from the kick in Garner. They can't afford to concede again. The Hawks and they've coughed this one up potentially. Nance Gorn dragged down Porter. Been a good battle that one. Nance Gorn went again. Handball to Doonan at half back. Bombers threatening. High ball inside 50. There was Clifford and Dicker as well, but McClendon got a handball. Hutchinson now can run onto it in front of Ryan. Ryan applying the pressure. Has to go again. Young Hutchinson in the middle of Box Hill City Oval. Played it well. Knocked it out to Meyer, who's running away from Nicole Can't Julian. There right. goes Talia Meyer. Ran her full measure. Kick inside 50. Tamara Luke has the pocket on her own. Needs a good bounce. Now coming the other way. Crook. Clever toe poke. Williams hasn't been her best morning. Scooped it up. Holmes in the pocket. Kicks towards full forward. Essendon with three players back there. Should be able to deal with this. And they'll try and run it off the last line of defence. A hurry kick. Now trying to find Aloise. Ashley Cooper trying to take a mark. Being bumped off at the crucial moment by Mick Ray. Up against the boundary line. Pack's going to quickly form. Umpire has no choice but the call for the ball up. Well, that was probably Hawthorne's best passenger play this quarter. They've just been absolutely suffocated uh, by Essendon. They just haven't had any clean run at it. And the, and the bounce for Tamara Luke was just, uh, was just a poor one for her. And it's going to be Nelda versus Tamara Luke in this contest. Give that one to Nelda. Ball hit the deck. And they're going to hatch it here. I reckon Barber's on top of it. Will she get pinned? Umpire's watching. I think they're going to pin her. Oh. Yeah, uh, she's oh. giving it plenty call, of time. Call something, umpire. <laughs> <laughs> she's usually been pretty red hot on the whistle. <laughs> have a look at oh, the... Oh, and now they're howling. Which way is it going? Oh, and it's Essendon's way. Jeez, if, you know, if she's looking to call someone, call Abba. Ring, ring, give me a call. Yeah. Uh, and the umpire... <laughs> 
This free kick to Doonan won't matter because the siren has sounded for three-quarter time. I think the Hawks might have yeah. felt a little bit unlucky with that one just then in the forward pocket. I think Tam Luke's asking her the question too, and, and rightfully so, I think. Saying, how long do you have to hatch it? Nine months? It's 3725 <laughs> Essendon, Hawthorne, 1410 at uh, three-quarter time. The Bombers with the advantage, but... But, but, Peter Searle, the scoring end has been to the right, to the scoreboard end for which the Hawks will kick to coming home. Yeah, I still, uh, you know, I think at halftime I said, you know, the sky's a limit for the Bombers because they haven't been able to shift into the gear that they wanted to, and they did this this quarter, and you saw, saw what happened. So uh, you can see the energy around the ball that Alana Barber's bringing, and, uh, you know, I, well, yes, it is the scoring end, but, uh, you know... One goal, four, they, they've got to score, what's that, three goals to win. So I'd I, I be uh, still putting my uh, money if I was a betting person, which I'm not on Essendon at this stage. And as we always say, gamble responsibly, unless it's <laughs> someone else's money, then go for your life. <laughs> Doc, let's have a look at the stats at three-quarter time. Just some team stats here, Pete. Uh, disposals all even at 182 apiece, um, <laughs> which, is, uh, which you wouldn't have thought. But also marks plus eight in favour of uh, Essendon. Tackles plus 21 in favour of Hawthorne. Inside 50s plus one in favour of uh, in favour of Essendon. Just having a look at some of the uh, individual stats. Uh, George Nanscore on 20 disposals leads all Bombers in in disposals. Isabel Porter 20 disposals leading all Hawks in in that. Uh, also some players to to mention. Um, Sarah Perrett. Uh, 16 hitouts, five tackles, three clearances. Ainsley Kemp, 15 disposals, four marks for for the Hawks as well. Been very, very good. Amelia Radford, 19 disposals, and and a clearance and a couple of tackles to go along with that as well. And Joanne Doonan leads all cl- leads all players on the ground for clearances with five for the Bombers. We shouldn't be that surprised with the two teams being locked at disposals. They've had the exact same number of disposals in terms of overall and average coming into this game, and now they're locked together at three-quarter time, round 12. Incredible. We take this opportunity to take a break at three-quarter time. Essendon, 3.725. Hawthorne, one four ten. We'll be back after this. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.Live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still, by downloading the free Turn Back Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turn Back Time Radio. Great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. Hi, I'm Vanessa Lowe, long jump gold medalist and world record holder. When I was 15, I was waiting to catch my train. In a split second, my life changed. As the train arrived, the crowd surged forward. I was too close to the platform edge, lost my balance and fell into the path of the oncoming train. I was in a coma for two weeks and it took two years to walk again. So please, stand back, look up and stay rail safe. 
The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit WARFradio.com and click on volunteer. That's WARFradio.com and click on volunteer. Do you know what to do if you can't make it on election day? You may be able to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. All Australian citizens aged 18 years and over must vote. COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. Your vote will help shape Australia. To check early voting options and eligibility or to find your nearest polling place, go to aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner Canberra. It's not the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It might be the VFL Women's Match of the Season. It is the top of the table clash between second and first. And it's the side sitting on top of the table with the advantage at three-quarter time. 3-7-25 Essendon, Hawthorne 1-4-10. But all the goal scoring has been to the right of screen for those watching on VFLW.TV. That is the Middleborough Road or scoreboard end, or Whitehorse Road end, I should say. So, does this mean Hawthorne could come home with a wet sail? To that end, at their home venue, we're about to find out over the uh, next 20 minutes. You've got Peter Holden, Brent Sternberg, Alex Doherty and uh, Peter Searle with you here at Box Hill City Oval. If you're looking at the moment in the Hawthorne camp, what are you asking of them in this final term? I think you've just got to go all, all out. See what you got. Because uh, we saw Essendon there in that third quarter. They, they took the game on. They used the angles. They're running in numbers. And I think that's what, they, I think that's what Hawthorne need to do. They've just got to put... All the chips on the table go all in. Yeah, this is the value of 20-minute quarters too, isn't it? Yeah. Because in the 15-minute quarter, uh, if you score one goal, if Essen score one goal here, they can almost just, you know, put up the flag and get numbers back and create a con, you know. And it's not great for footy. So this, this is why, you know, the 20-minute quarters is really important because it gives teams a chance to work back into the game. And this is the biggest 20 minutes of the season coming up right now. Essendon by a goal at quarter time. Scores level at the half. And as we turn for home, it's the Bombers in a good position to get a little daylight at the top 15 points over the Hawks, Luke into the ruck and knocked it down to Abby Holmes who couldn't quite get away from the Essendon play holding onto her arm but bounced the ball inside forward 50 can they find an early goal, the Hawks they sure need one, Stratton just eluded by the bounce, went in and applied a good tackle and Hawthorne will get a very early stoppage inside forward 50 and Abby Holmes again Doc with another clearance. That has to be her fourth centre clearance of the game Abby Holmes, she's just been able to do what she likes around the centre bounce and it's Amara Luke who won the tap on that occasion Paul on the ground, who wants to try and pick up this hot potato, oh. he goes doing it a little hard and the umpire says that's too high. Free kick going the way of the Hawks. And on a very tight angle from about 45 metres out, Izzy Curry has it. No doubt she'll look for the pass. Bombers dropping back to watch that hot spot 35 metres out from goal. Lead on to the pocket by uh, Perrett, ignored. Curry thinks, I'll just go for the goal square. She gives it a ride. Yeah, it's got a bit of distance to it, but it's away to the right-hand side and will register as a minor score. I know, I know Tam Luke was playing the right, but I would have liked to see her work down to the square there. There was enough time for her to do that and, and 
you know, put herself out there just, as a marking option. Just following up on that, you were saying off air about um, Simone Nelda playing as a spare behind the ball. She was she was down there in the goal square, so she was ready to ready to punch the ball through if if you know. Granted, she did get the shot off, but she, she was ready. There needs to be an extra body down there. Yugo with some work to do in the back line for the Bombers. A handball to her mate in Julian, who just kicks for the hills on the outer side. It's just going to go towards the boundary line and then died. Nicole Garner comes over to pick it up. Twisting and turning and couldn't quite link up with a teammate. Still going here, Izzy Porter slipped up and then jumped on by a couple of ladies wearing red and black. And there was a free kick going the Bombers' way. A free kick. Uh, for in the back to be taken by Nicole Julian, whose kick is an absolute shocker. It was a beautiful kick, and it found her teammate on centre wing, kicking down towards half forward. Von Birdo behind Fru, couldn't quite hang on. Fru trying to wrap her up, just got it out of there, Von Birdo, but Nan Scorn there for the Bombers, kicking towards half forward, and now here comes, uh, that was Marshall. Gone forward, it looks for the Bombers. Left foot kick towards her teammate, Anthony, around the body, onto the boot. Flying shot at goal, drifting across the face. It's going to stay in here momentarily for the Bombers. Taken out there by Dicker. Handball to Marshall in the pocket. Can she land a dagger? Danny Marshall, no. Kick across the face. It might stay in. Now a chance for Doonan, who just got a hand on it. And it went out of playing the right forward pocket. I tell you what, if she kicked that Danny Marshall, we might have heard the USA chant going up <laughs> around the ground. I tell you, yeah, it's an interesting move, Peter. I, I, sorry, I'll, I'll just. It's an interesting move because I think she, um, she, I think it helps stretch the Hawthorne defence a little bit with pl- employing another tall down there. Yeah, and we talked about having that bailout kick, and uh, you know, Danielle Marshall is extremely explosive. Um, you know, to get to contest, but in the contest as well, there she's standing strong. Oh, and caught one high. It was Davies looking for Marshall in the goal square. Caught one over the shoulder, and the umpire says, "Why not have one directly yes. in front?" Yeah. She, she's a very she's a very powerful athlete, um, you know, and that and that's her strength, and, and that's what makes her a special uh, football player. Played Division Two NCAA soccer with the Colorado School of Mines, and I believe this will be her first goal for Essendon in the VFLW wearing the red and black. Hope you're not putting the moz on there, Peter. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Careful. See if I need to head for the exit. Seen Stranger Things. No. In comes Marshall. Never in doubt. It's hot in the kitchen, and Essendon just turned up the heat a little bit more on the Hawks. 4-7-31, the Bombers. Hawthorne, 1-5-11. We get some thoughts on Peter Searle and then Alex Doherty. Yeah, the good news with uh, Danny Marshall, too. So, you know, she's, she's dangerous deep in the square, but uh, you also can't allow her to lead out and, gra- and take the mark 50 metres because she can roost the goal from 50 metres out, and those, those people become really valuable for your forward line. It's, it's 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 probably the best thing I like about Danny Marshall. Is she's versatile. Like the first the first you know two and a half months she's been playing down back, raised the ball really really well. But then she you can also apply that into the forward line, and she presented herself really well. Got to the front spot, drew the free kick. That that she she is going to be some kind of player. First goal since round eight last year against the Southern Saints when she was in the red, white and blue. It's been a big week for her and she's kicked a massive goal. Hawthorne out of the middle time of the essence now. Holmes 1-2 with Granville. Just had her kick smothered in the direction now of Williams who applied a good tackle. Hawthorne player saw off the ball. Now that might be Abby Holmes. Now Essendon with some work to do on the back line. It's come through. Uh, is that McClendon? A good square up kick to Humphreys. Humphreys looking for Abby Holmes who has juggled a mark. Well, she was just pretending that she was injured so she could find some space. Very clever, Abby. That's, cla- that's, cla- that's classic forward craft, that, I reckon. Can someone please remind me again why Emma Humphreys is not in an AFLW <laughs> list? 
foot skill today has just been sublime. Yeah. I, th I think Abby has actually been poked in the eye, I think. So if she can see the goal post, she's a chance here, Abby. Just away to the right. 25 metres out. Need a goal. Oh. The Hawks. Oh, it's a bit of a flower bag. So That's missed been, to the right-hand side. Sorry, Peter. I've been watching Abby closely uh, last quarter and, and, and even in, in that stoppage there. And, you know, if there was room for improvement for Essendon, it is the accountability of, of the opposition midfields. Uh, the, quite often they can just go to where the ball is. And Abby's being smart. She's just spitting out into dangerous spots. Bella Air went short to Georgia Nanscorn, and Nanscorn went long towards the half-back flank position. Flying through the air there was Nelda. Couldn't quite bring it in. The ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds. Sent over by McDonald under pressure from Ghana. What would Cherie O'Neill be thinking here in terms of how to get her girls back into the game, Peter? Yeah, well, it was said earlier about you just got to take the game on, isn't it? You know, you might as well lose by three or four goals and then yep. by two points. So, you know, play their strengths. What, what their game plan is, is is move the ball here. See, they've got the numbers generating the angles. Uh, and then look to – is Tamara Luke forward? She needs to be forward for my like. She needs to kick goals. Um, she's the most dangerous forward for them. And talking about a dangerous player, here is Abby Holmes, who marked it at centre-half forward for the Hawks. Kicked towards the hot spot at about 25 metres out from goal. Trying to bust the way through. There is Jesse Williams fighting it oh, hard. Brilliant. Taken by air, spun around. Got the hand pass over the top to Nicole Julian. Wobbly kick going towards the half-back play position. Picked up by Anthony Humphreys. Oh, Drop cold. That's Max gone holding the football. Emma Humphreys with a free kick. Started this game quietly, Emma Humphreys, but it's been good oh. since uh, quarter time. That's not a great kick, just... Over the head of Grace McRae and Georgia Nan Scorn, who had three disposals in the first quarter. She's been rock solid as well. She's coughed it up too. Porter pinched it from Radford. Porter kept it low towards full forward in front. Nelda, who really has been terrific around the ground today. Peter Searle takes a fantastic intercept mark. Yeah, she's really dropped into the hole well since, I think, uh, first quarter. And, and she's done a lot of unrewarded things. She's dropped in the hole, which has actually caused them at times to divert the ball to the pockets. Ballarat to the outer side, but chopped off by Emma Humphreys. Just struggling to clear the back 50 at the moment, the Bombers. Humphreys looking for Luke. Too much on it. Ashley Cooper just going to leave that one for... That was uh, air off to Nan Scorn. Clearing kick. A terrific mark in front oh. there. Oh, taken by Anthony, who played on. Put herself under the pump. Izzy Porter says, why not the free kick? Umpire said, play on. Up for grabs here at half forward for the Hawks. So head over the football there. Julian wrapped up by Izzy Porter. In goes Grace McRae. We'll get a ball up between wing and right half forward for the Hawks. That was who trail by 19 points. Sorry, sorry, Brett. That was just unnecessary there for Marianne Anthony. He took the mark. Take a couple of steps back and, and just assess the situation. You know, you don't need to go full guns blazing all the time. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing to learn is, is, is what we call gears. Is, is when to go, when to slow it down. Bradford in the general direction of oh. McDonald over around it, picked up by Cox, who's uh, smuggled away by Morecambe. Morecambe went again for another crack at it. Abby Holmes went charging through. Got the football forward to try to find Izzy Curry. Couldn't pick it up. Georgia Nanscorn goes barring through. Trying to get the hand pass out. Lost control of it. Curry wrapped up by Anthony over the top of her and pinned wow. for holding the football. More than might have been in the back just there momentarily as Anthony now goes towards the centre wing position. Oh. Federica Fru takes up. the mark in front of Bomberto. Gives oh. a little shove afterwards. 
says, don't you know who I am? And the league-leading goal kicker, thank you. <laughs> and now goes for the kick up the line, looking for Danny Marshall. Great grab, two bites of the cherry. Marshall's got Nance gone on as he wants to go in that direction. Goes for the roost Whoa. instead. A long, long, long bomb to 25 metres out from goal. Came off hands off the bounce as Mia Ray Clifford. Clifford with the snapshot. Empty goal square has the bounce. Kemp is there and manages to save it in the nick of time. Whoa. Kemp now goes towards the halfback flank position, looking for Garner to try and run onto the football. Middleborough roadside of the ground. Kept it in front of herself, away from Morecambe. And away she goes. Nick Garner down the uh, White Horse roadside wing. Inboard found Curry. Hawthorne on the march. They've got to go. They've got to kick goals and they've got to kick them quickly. Luke marks at half forward. Player out at the top of the goal square. Kick has to be good to find her. And it was. And Stratton runs onto it. The Christy Stratton, who kicked four goals last week, is going to wheel around on the left oh. and can't get the bend on the kick. And in fact, it's gone across the face and out on the full. And an opportunity lost for the Hawks. That's just undone there. That's just undone their good work there, Hawthorne, because they just rebounded it superbly through that through that half back and and the the overlap run as well. The, the, we talk about the forty five degree kick. That kick to Tamara Luke was perfect, and and then and then the follow up kick was even better. Yeah, they change the angles well, which, um, you know, we had Essendon defenders that were behind the ball and they didn't know whether to push up or come across and they got caught in no man's land. And the Hawthorne attackers just spread and then they'll able to use the spread to change the angles. Ball at centre wing on the Middleborough Road side of the ground and it's Caitlin Cox that has it for the Hawks who goes towards the half-forward flank position. Williams marks it. Had a quiet day, Williams. Now Lex to come inboard with the kick. Was looking for Stratton over ahead. Umpire says a little bit of a nudge. And you can have a free kick. In fact, it's Vomberto, pardon me. Let's push forward. They'll need to find another mark here. Nadia Vomberto outside the 50. Where is Tamara Luke is the question that everyone is asking. She's in the square here. As Vomberto is thinking about going yeah. back and loading up. She reckons she's a chance here, Nuds. That or she's buying time for a lead into some empty space. Here goes Luke now. On the half dummy. Ignored, and now we'll go back to the square. Vomberto swings around, tries to give it a roost. It's away to the left-hand side and will register as a minor score. 1-7-13 Hawthorne, Essendon, 4-7-31. And we have got nine minutes remaining in this match. Time's just starting to run out. Three-goal lead for the Hawks. Essendon short from the kick-in. Crook, very short, might I say, to air... An error kick down the line. Doonan not able to get there to take the mark. Hawthorne with the numbers, but the boundary line has won out. And a ball in at left half forward for Hawthorne. Both teams have struggled out, out that side today. So, you know, they've tried to kick the ball out through there. I'd like to see some, like, running forward pocket handballs just to release a bit of run and carry. One goal in the quarter for the Bombers. Three behinds for Hawthorne. Can they win it from this stoppage? The Hawks handball looking for Radford, who's on her hands and knees. In hard there. I think that was uh, Grace McRae who's been pretty good in the thick of it today. Young lady from West Creek. Started playing footy. Her dad said, you can only play footy if we don't tell your mum. Kick inside 50 by the Hawks. Ricocheted off the shins of an Essendon player. Out it comes. Hutchinson harassed there by Eugle. And now maybe a chance for McRae. And a handball to Von Birdo. And a high wobbly one back towards Tamara Luke. Who oh. couldn't quite take the mark. Look for a moment like she might be able to snag it. Air trying to run away from the Hawthorne pressure. Eugle one way. Von Birdo the other. Through comes Von Birdo. And from 40 kicks a magnificent goal. And Hawthorne are not done with yet. Oh, they needed that one, Doc. Oh, they did. And that was a tremendous finish there from Nadia Von Birdo. Worked, has worked hard the last couple of minutes, just trying to find, the, just trying to find that right spot for goal. And 
I tell you what, look, it's it's not, not they're not they're not out of this yet, Hawthorne, but I've liked the move. Von Berto looks like she's sort of playing that half forward, half forward line role. Yeah, and it's again the ball coming back in quick. It just catches the defenders out, and uh, that enabled Nadia just to run forward and, and put it on the boot because she was actually responsible for the kick to Tam Luke that in in the previous inside fifty where she just got it on the boot quickly, and that's all Tam Luke needs. Get on quickly, puts defence under pressure, and they just you know bombarded out back to a wall. Back underway again, Parrot wins on the contest. Federica Fru in the middle of the ground for the Bombers. Went to kick it off the carpet. Ball on the ground. I think it's Rafferty got turned over. Almost threw it out to Nanscorn. Umpire sets fair play on. Humphreys immediately wrapped up. Tried to kick it off the side of the boot. Radford tried to knock the ball in front of herself. Caitlin Cox came through. She socketed it forward. Now trying to get Talia Meyer to run onto it. Overran it. In goes Courtney Eugle. She also threw the ball. Never mind. Play on. Nanscorn. She lost control of it. Going down Curry as well. She can't pick it up. Miss it's immediately wrapped up by Eugle. And the umpire is circling. Blows the whistle and says, I'll call for a ball up. Be nice to see a handball every now and again, not two <laughs> hands being used just quietly. As uh, Alamely, her, her tap down was sharked by Missed. The ball dribbles inside 50. Bombers will clear it off the last line of defence through uh, oh. the player in Abella Air, who nearly got to pass. Oh, and now it has got her pass taken away by Humphreys. Oh, look out now. Humphreys went off. Oh, oh, oh. bounced away from her. Probably the second best option. If they didn't get a mark, at least they can reset two metres around from that right-hand point post. 31 plays 19. Two-goal lead to the Bombers over the Hawks. I reckon Bella Air's competitiveness has been very, very good today. Uh, was assigned the job on Tamara Luke. Tamara Luke hasn't had that much of an impact, I think, uh, fr from quarter time on. She's Luke. taken She's this one out of the ruck, Luke, and a flying shot for goal, and it's gone out on the full. She just said, thank you very much. Yep. I'll push you off and take that. <laughs> I'll, I'll shut up now. <laughs> Question. Peter Searle, question. Have the Bombers gone into an early stall? No, no. Uh, Hawthorne have just lifted their work rate and their intensity. They have lifted the Hawks. Oh. oh that kick's gone very wide. Anthony oh. might have copped the shove. She did. It's a cheap one to give away. Humphreys thinks that's her kick. That's not Emma, I'm sorry. Oh, and she is disgusted, Emma Humphreys. Clearly there, though. Mariana Anthony to take the free kick for the Bombers just inside the back 50. They hang on to an 11-point lead with just five minutes left. 12-point lead is this now taken away here by Anthony. Looking for Nelda. Parrott had front position. Parrott for the Hawks. Wants to get it going quickly. Under five minutes remaining in the final term. Parrott elects to pull the kick at the last moment. Oh, Was no, looking no. for Humphreys. Outmacked by Alana Barber. And surely if she started up her own podcast, it has to be called The Barber Shop. <laughs> Alana Barber now gets going on the right boot. Wants to come in board, but parking herself underneath it is Porter. Porter now gets on the right boot. Comes Great inside hit. 50, well weeded to Humphreys. This is outside her range. Oh, look, Abby Holmes is all by herself in the pocket. Has another option. Ned's gone from out Brilliant. of nowhere. Knocked it away there by Curry. Holmes goes to ground, immediately wrapped up. Ball manages to somehow squeeze out. It is a bomber's ball, though. Oh, dangerous. A hurried kick is going to get picked off and taken to this Porter oh. who likes to go for the goal square quickly. Can she get a mark there? She cannot. And it is a Bombers mark taken by Bella Air. She kicked that off one step, so I wonder if she had, she had backed herself to kick the goals, whether she could have. Oh, air kick almost cut off by Bomberto. Humphreys blasts one back to the goal square. That will oh, bounce goal. through. Emma Humphreys with the fist pump and Hawthorne are back within a goal and we've got a grandstand finish coming up, Doc. Well, I called it in the pregame. Oh. I called it in the pregame, did I not? <laughs> grandstand finish. What a, what a, what a, tremend what a tremendous passage of play there by the Hawks because they, 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 they didn't give up on the ball um, and 
And look, we talk about low percentage shots. I mean, that the, the kick the kick to Abby Holmes should have been on, despite the fact. Look, it was in the pocket. You probably it's a five percent chance that you're going to get a goal. But I think look, great reward for effort, though, for Emma Humphrey. She's you know she's been hard at it for the last. Terrific. Yeah, yeah she has. So you know to, to finish off, she's got the skill. Um, so it was good to see it shine through. But um, what's happening is is Essendon are just getting it on the boot and kicking it, and then not locating straight away because it's. More likely coming back. Some big moments too from Izzy Porter as yeah. well. Three minutes in the yes. ball game remaining. It's taken away by Mifsud in the middle of the ground. Will kick it in the Bomberto direction near centre half forward. Desmond Crook from behind brought the ball Porter. to ground. Hawks by hand pass by Porter trying to find Curry. Missed her. Now it was with Yugel who went sky high with a kick. No 15. Got to play on his home. Trying to get a hurry ball away. Here comes Tamara Luke. Goes with a little cheeky hand pass. Immediately smothered off the boot by Bella Air. No Bella Air managed to smother Curry. Danced around Curry. Got on the right boot. Fru got to go. Yep, Fru's going in oh. the contest. Out mark on that occasion and it's taken by Ainsley Camp. She's yeah. between centre wing and the half forward blank broadcast side. Outstanding one hand mark by Camp. Hawthorne trail by a straight kick. Just under two and a half minutes to play. Inside 50. Come out the back where Hosking found oh. it for Essendon. Gave it to Crook. Looking for Eugle. Well weighted kick. Just dropped in front of her. Good body used by Humphreys who's really come to the boil in oh, the final Porter. term. Handball there for Porter. The bounce just meant she had to come back and get it. Hawthorne's circling, but it's taken by Garner. Garner kicks it to Luke, who has to beat a couple. Did she get a push out? Oh! Williams has kicked the goal! Jesse Williams, who's been barely sighted all morning, kicks the easiest of goals. The Bombers have come to a standstill, and we are back level with under a minute and 30 seconds to play at Box Hill City Oval. Well, Emma Humphreys, Emma Humphreys again, what a quarter she's producing. She, it, just... Again, not not giving up on the footy and also just just pumping it long and deep. That's all you need. And Tamara Luke's getting the two on one. Jesse Williams didn't have to didn't have to didn't have to fly. All she had to do was hold her feet and she got the easy goal. As you said, Brent, not not, not her best day. Barely sighted. I don't, I, it hasn't been a game for the small forwards at Hawthorne, but. Gee, she's come up at a big time. Yeah. Minute 15 remaining in the game. It's all tied up at 4-7-31 apiece. Nance going to try to take it out. Oh, of the well pack. done. Smuddled off the boot there by Missard. Holmes trying to fire out the hand Brilliant. pass. Stolen away there by Joe Doonan. Joe Doonan oh! inside 50. It's a mark. Davies, she's going to go quickly. She had Mia Ray Clifford all by herself. Now she has to go to a one-on-one. Clifford oh. well done. Knocked away from her. Richardson on her hammer. Close towards the boundary line. Dicker goes with her. It's being held up. Coming in there is Caitlin Cox's well, close against the boundary line. Umpire still calling play on. Now he blows the whistle. <laughs> yeah, and what's what's coming through here is a bit of experience. You know, experience of you know Emma Humphreys uh, versus you know that that's just take take your time, go back, have your shot, isn't it? Um, Sorry, Peter Essendon lurking. Got a score here. Next score wins. Thirty seconds to play, and look at the ladies go after this one. There's twenty on top of it. Umpire comes over and balls it up in the shadows of the behind post. Twenty surely, seconds. Surely you just got to. Punch it through Essendon now. need a score. Just got to knock it through. We've had two draws this year. Essendon have played in one of them. Frew couldn't get it. Hawthorne out of there. We're going to have a draw, although they've kicked it out on the full, have they? Oh. They have. It was Garner and Essendon through young Drew Ryan, I think, is going to take the kick. They're telling her to square it up, I think. You're not going to have time to that. do that, oh. Drew. <laughs> a kick to win the game. Any score will do. From the cricket nets. Beyond the boundary line, Drew Ryan, who come off earlier today and looked like we weren't going to see her again. The young lady from the Bendigo Pioneers is going to take a good kick. Beyond the boundary, she'll have to kick up 30 metres. Hawthorne have to be wise to this. They can't knock it through. And remember, Essendon can't either. It won't be counted if the Bombers try and knock it through. 
Aim for the right-hand goalpost. Here's Drew Ryan from beyond the boundary. On its way. She has kicked. Nothing. Hawthorne play it brilliantly. And we've got a draw for the third time this season. Unbelievable. And the top two teams all year, Essendon and Hawthorne, go right to the bell and they split the points. Peter Holden, what a finish. What the hell Hawthorne is this? Hawthorne 4 731, <laughs> Essendon 4 731. Unbelievable game of football at Box Hill City Oval, Peter Searle. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Crikey! Anyway, I'm glad I'm not coaching. <laughs> They're the coach killers, aren't they? So, uh, look, it was a great last quarter, wasn't it, by Hawthorne? And, um, you know, I think, you know, Essendon just lost their way a little bit. You know, uh, their, their effort was there and their intent was there, but they lost their way with their system in terms of the mids were getting back and filling. Uh, but then the opposition mids were spreading off their fill and then the, then the Essendon forwards didn't come come up the ground to pick up those opposition mids. Yeah, absolutely. I think Essendon's ball movement, particularly in that last 10 minutes, were very, very, was very fractured. Like it was just kick it down the, kick it, kick and hope down the line and hope that we get a, we get a stoppage, we get a mark, we get something. But credit to Hawthorne, they've just managed to, they've read the system, they, they know the play. A lot of their, a lot of their key players stood up today. Um, Emma Humphreys, the, the likes of Izzy Porter, who I think played one of her best games. Dare I say, little coaching moments when there was what maybe 35 seconds to go, and they'll reflect on this on the tape. Jessie Davies, she's got the mark. She's 45 metres out, even though it may be beyond range. Remember, Clifford was backing back to the goal square at that time by herself. In that situation, when there's under a minute to go, it's got to be just get it on the boot quick, get it as far forward as you can, as fast as you can. Yeah, well, either or either. Either kick it to me before she got closed down or go back and take the shot yeah. and chew up time and, and, and get, get the, you know, all she needs to do is score a point. Yeah. And she was certainly in range. What was it, 20 metres and straight yeah. in front? Yeah, I'd say it was about 30 metres. She, she, yeah. she had every right to just, like, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure what he, went through hesit- her head. Hesitated then went with the shorter pass when, as we said, a, a point will do. So even if you go longer and you can't get a clean mark, if it can get slapped through, you win. Like, surely there would have been some sort of understanding that there wasn't much time on the, on the clock. You had to just go. Like, you could either just quickly push back off the mark, have a shot, or, or, or just even just go, just bomb it long as, as, as deep as you can. Hopefully you can, get, hopefully you can get a point. Yeah, you don't really know what, what, what time's left on the clock, and that's where your run is really valuable. You should have been out there the whole time saying, this is, this is what's going on, this is what's going on. Yeah. Communicate. So Hawthorne come from 20 points down early in the final quarter to save two premiership points. How big could that prove to be? Danielle Marshall kicked a goal at the three-and-a-half-minute mark of the last quarter, and from there, Hawthorne kicked three goals, three to the Bombers, uh, nothing to clinch a couple of crucial premiership points. An extraordinary, a pretty good game of football, but an extraordinary last 10 minutes. I know we're talking about Essendon a fair bit, and we'll focus again on the Hawks in just a moment. But now, do we put a question mark on Essendon? A draw against the Southern Saints, a draw against the Hawks. They're yet to play Casey, which will come in the final round. They'll play the Southern Saints for a second time next week when they've really come up against the better sides in the competition. But I think Collingwood, who's sitting around sixth at the moment, and Geelong was probably their highest victory at fourth. The other sides in the top three, they haven't finished off. Yeah, it, be- it becomes a question, Mark. Obviously, we were there for the Southern Saints game. Flat track oh, bullies. Oh, oh don't, don't know about flat track bullies yet, Peter. <laughs> but um, but uh, look, you, we, we were there at the Southern Saints, and that was a high-quality game of football as well. It just gives them. It just gives them something to work with. Because apart from that, they've they've breezed through about eighty percent of the competition. 
So look, they'll 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 assess, they'll they'll reevaluate, they'll do all the reviews and and whatnot, and and they'll come back and they think, look, their best their best football certainly capable of beating everybody else. So I, I I don't think there's much to be worried about at the moment, Pete. Can I just ask a question? And this is by and by, but this might just be for future reference. What are the overtime grand final rules? <laughs> we play five minutes each way, oh, and boy. at the end of the second half of five minutes each way. If the scores are still tied, the siren does not sound and you go to golden point. That's the only way we could have had more drama than what we had right at the end there today. Absolutely amazing. And the funny thing is, Peter, so we look at the Hawthorne side of the equation. As we said, they weren't playing great footy there in the third quarter at the start of the final quarter. But for them, again, okay, it's only two points. But to know that they can come from behind late against a very good side and adding to that two weeks ago, they knocked off the bang top of the table, Casey. All of a sudden, if the, if the right message gets across from Sheree O'Neill, they've got to be a little bit buoyant about what they can do come late in the finals campaign. Yeah, it's a great game, isn't it, in terms of building resilience. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you only have to look the way that the Hawks ladies celebrated the draw versus Essendon's yeah. like, yeah, absolutely shattered. And rightfully so, because, you know, one should have won and, and one came back to, uh, you know, to, to level the game, which no one would have thought they would. But, you know, it, it really started with, you know, the surge footy. You know, this is what we need to do. We've got good contest players. Let's just surge. Uh, inability of Essendon to get body on in the contest and stoppages really hurt them. Uh, and that just enabled Abby Holmes to surge through, enabled Porter to surge through, enabled uh, Nadia Van to, to you know run and go because just inability to check and body up people uh, created those opportunities for them. They're yeah, spot on, and and we saw we saw how Hawthorne ran um, Northport over last week against against the Borough. Uh, they're they're a very good finesse team, you know, when they get the game on their terms. But in a game where it, it's one on ones, every all, all basically all across the ground. You've got to rely on that sort of scrappy nature, and the Hawks did very well in that last quarter, especially the last ten minutes, to just sort of lock the ball down inside their inside their um, forward fifty, and their centre clearances and their centre clearance work today is, I think, what 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 I think they'll be very very pleased about because I think Abby Holmes won about four of them off her own back, and 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 around around other stoppages as well, play, players around players around the ground were able to do their part. So this is so interesting. We always talk about this when we have a draw, and the really interesting thing here is that these are the two teams that are front, the front runners for the flag who have played one another in the final month of the season. Who do we think actually takes the momentum out of this game? Hawthorne. Yeah, I think Hawthorne. Has to be. Has to be, doesn't it? I think Hawthorne. If Essendon hung on and won, you would say, OK, they survived the pressure cooker today. And I think Hawthorne can look back saying, look, we only kicked, what, one goal? up until the final term, and then all of a sudden we flicked the switch, and when we flicked the switch, all of a sudden the Bombers just stalled and had no answer. Yeah. But mind you, at the same time, as much as we talk all of, uh, all of that, Hawthorne have players, when we talk about Cunningham and, and Shannon that went up to the AFLW list, we don't know, are they on ice for the rest of the year, or are they going to bring them back in for the finals? And we know that, as we said, with the Bombers had 12 players away due to sickness or health and safety protocols, they've got people to come back into the side as well so there's there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of information we can take away from this game but when they put different sides out in the park in the semi-finals it all could matter for nothing yeah well that's true that's a very fair point as well I'm very interested I'd be very interested to see what what Hawthorne do with their signings because I think a lot of them your Dom Carbone's Tegan Cunningham you know yeah um, they're, they're the players that I see as genuine 
game winners. Yeah. Like we, we know Tegan Cunningham can take a great contested mark um, inside 50 and can be a good bailout option as well, playing that playing the ruck option. Dom Carbone looks like a natural footballer. So you, you'd, you'd, you'd ask the question, if they don't play finals, then you will know that they're that they're seriously that they're preserving them for the AFLW season uh, next season. Let's have a look at these stats as uh, we look at full time. Yeah, I'll just grab the, uh, the the stats up. Disposals plus one in favour of Essendon, two thirty eight to two thirty seven. Inside fifties, Hawthorne dominated forty one to twenty eight. Wow. That was plus thirteen. And also the clearances mentioned just before. Um, Abby Holmes had six cl- six clearances. Uh, but Hawthorne won the overall clearance count 30 to 22. Marks plus two in favour of Essendon, 47 to 45. And as as well, tackles plus 24 in favour of Hawthorne, 79 to, 50, 79 to 55. So we talk about you know t- teams u- using the ball. I think Hawthorne around the clinches were very hungry today, and they were just evident of the want that they that of the want of the footy. Have a look at the um, have a look at the individual stats. Izzy Porter led all um, the number one ranked player on the ground. Twenty seven disposals, six tackles, eight marks, three clearances. Georgia Nanskorn, number one ranked Essendon player on the ground. Twenty eight disposals, six tackles, two clearances. Also leading, also leading disposal getters on the ground for um for Essendon. Amelia Radford with twenty three. Bella Eyre with nineteen. Joanne Doonan with eighteen. Leading other leading possession getters for Hawthorne, Abby Holmes with 22, Ainsley Kemp with 18, Emma Humphreys with 14, and also just quickly the uh, leading clearance getters, Abby Holmes and Jordan Missed with six for Hawthorne, Joanne Dernan for the Bombers with was five. Fa- was fantastic again, the Bombers co-captain Georgia Nan Scorn in a losing side today. Don't want to sound like a broken record, Peter, but she was fantastic, really moved the needle today for the Bombers, but unfortunately not quite to be. But how about some of those Hawthorne players that stood up in that final term? Isabella Porter who was very good in the first three quarters. She was a woman possessed in the final 20 minutes. Izzy Curry as well really come into the game. An extraordinary finish for the Hawks. They were really all over them, Hawthorne, in that final 10 minutes. Yeah, as well, I think the I think the work of... Um I think the work of Emma Humphreys in that last quarter was just absolutely outstanding. Positioned herself very, very well in a lot of in a lot of those um, you know Ford fifty entries and just the the ability to just throw it onto the boot. Um, just in in a, in, a, in a game where surge surge football's key, it was was huge for them today. Yeah, she's really quick hand foot, isn't she? And it comes off really nicely. But I, I was impressed with her contested stuff, her ability to win on one on ones and then get possession and deliver the possession into the forward line. Um, and, you know, Isabella Porter's, you know, first time I've seen her play, she's a superstar. Yeah. You know, uh, you know she's poised, she's got great balance, she uses both sides of the body, uh, she makes great decisions, she's fine space, and she's got really good footy IP. So, uh, yeah. 17 and disposals she had last week, which was a season high, 27 today. Against the reigning league best and fairest, not an easy job. No. Yeah, like, and we saw. I've seen a lot of times, uh, potentially around especially around the stoppages, matched up on Georgia Nanskorn, who is a very good runner and a very good work work rate player. So that to have that sort of game is massive. And the thing that does impress me, uh, you said as well, Peter, is the fact that she's her vision in tight is so good because her handballs, I reckon there was about probably maybe four or five times by my count as well where she was on the ground and she just found somebody outside and, and hit and hit that target. Yeah, she releases the people in better position. It's time to wrap things up here on WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground and on VFLW.TV. Goal kickers today to wrap things up. They're all singles. Essendon, Eugle, Clifford, 
Marshall and McDonald for the Hawks. Humphreys, Williams, Vomberto and Holmes. And the ladder looks like this. Essendon sit atop, still two points clear of the Hawks. They are a further two points clear of the KC Demons. The Southern Saints sit ten points back from that in fourth position in fifth position. Actually, they haven't updated that because that game's still got to be high for the Southern Saints and uh, Carlton. Yep. At the moment, Geelong, who could go to fourth if the Southern Saints lose to Carlton, they're sitting fifth and Collingwood sitting sixth on the table. North Melbourne still that outside chance sitting in seventh. As we wrap things up today, Alex Stockley, thank you very much for your time. And of course, Marvelous Work is always on the A3 podcast and on the Mungrel Punt website. Uh, pleasure, pleasure always with you two gentlemen and, and a pleasure to call alongside you, Peter Searle. Thank you. And thank you very much to Peter Searle making her debut today. Not that she needed any help from us, you know, previously <laughs> on Channel 7, Fox Footy, an absolute superstar. And in fact, was the original special comments on the VWFL when they were doing the streams back in 2013. There we go. We've gone a long way in, in how many years? Seven, fifteen, <laughs> nine we, years. We need to have a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, no, thank, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It was great, great stuff, to be Peter. here. Thank you very much, Peter, for, for being so generous with your time. And to Brent Sternberg, backing up after calling the soccer out at uh, Danny Nong City and Bentley and then obviously doing yesterday on afl.com.au. Thank you for your work. Thank you, Peter. I uh, just want to say... You boys called that draw that the Bombers were involved with against the Saints earlier this season, and I wondered, will we get a better game this year? I think we got it today. Absolutely thrilling finish. These two teams are going to meet again. I can just feel it, and I can't wait for that. The game lived up to the hype. We split the points. Hawthorne and Essendon, 4-7-31 apiece. A draw at Box Hill City Oval. We'll see you again next weekend.